This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. These the same motherfuckers who are yelling at motherfuckers, who are screaming at niggas, taking screenshots. Oh, these niggas is outside with no yeah, mask on. Man. Nigga, you fucking random bitches raw and coming in. Facts. Facts. And all like, yo, it's proven that <laughs> it's proven that you could come with somebody it's and they not that. and they not gonna get pregnant. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you having a fucking hissy. Fit. Meanwhile, they got like three kids, nigga. That be the other part of that. Niggas having a fucking hissy fit because uh, nigga ain't got a mask on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nigga talk about social distancing. Nigga, you coming in random bitches? Nigga up in there fucking them raw, raw. I mean, if you could fuck raw, your face could be raw. I feel like them two, if you're comfortable with one, you should be. you risking your life either way. I don't get it, man. Especially in the city, but uh, we ain't going to talk about it. Hate our lives, so. That's also a fact. Let's get into it. You know what I don't like? Why you over there looking at me? I don't like when you know I'm in a club. Why you over there looking at me? And I'm with my honey. We back. You got, you know, the haters. They want to be tough guys all of a sudden. Hit you with the ice grill, you know. Because <laughs> your boys ain't with you, girl, stand here. Little do they know. Good girl. Roll harder than some of your niggas. Now what the hell is you looking for? Can a young man get money anymore? Let my pants stack down to the floor. Uh, uh, as I score. Can't my car look better than yours? Can, Can I have a bad bitch without no flaws? Come to see me without no draws. In a stretch leg with about ten doors. I was murdered. P. Diddy named me pretty, nigga. Oh man, fucking Mace was. Who Mace could battle? Um, uh, I feel like Mace could get a good sneaky battle in, nigga. Another nigga with only one album. Uh, <laughs> also a fact. Also a, bunch, a fact. And a bunch of features. Nelly, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And on that note, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 99 of This Week in Culture. Really, 99. Fuck me up when I was writing it down. I said, hold on. I had to go to the pod page and count like Damn. 97, 98, 99. I am your host. Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. shout to my nigga Marcus, the comment curator, curator, whatever the fuck the word is. I'm the comment curator. I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the king of black planet. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> Not the website, the club. <laughs> All top of trains in there. Hey, and this... <laughs> I ain't talking to Amtrak. <laughs> oh, shit. And this week in culture, we review episode six of season four of Insecure, man. We're going to talk about the episode. There's been a lot of controversy over this episode, a lot of mixed reviews. We're going to get into it all, man. We're going to discuss whatever the fuck was going on with Nelly and Luda. We're going to talk about Boosie because somebody hit me up and said they want to hear about it. And I'm letting y'all know right now, I am fucking walking back most of what I will say. And it's still going to be fucking safe nigga y'all are not canceling and i'm gonna tell you right now buddy uh, uh and everything else that's going on this week in culture man let's get into it dog oh man uh, <clears throat> shit off top just to get us started as we do always man 
Thank you to all the listeners, all the fans, all the supporters, all the tweeters, retweeters, posters, reposters, and commenters. Everybody in that Facebook group right now. 99? Uh, is a lot. Yeah. 99 eps of these things, dog. It's kind of hard to get up here every week and talk about these fucking movies and shows when the movies and shows ain't always popping or they ain't always available. And we still got to come generate content, man. 99 episodes and we only missed two. We only missed two weeks, man. One was because of my grandma, and I can't remember what the other one was. I think we was just sleepy, nigga. <laughs> like, I think it was one of them weeks, like, two summers ago. We was like, all right, dog. Well, then, then at one time, like, we recorded, like, before we was comfortable dropping yeah, a three-hour yeah. episode. Yeah. Like, we had recorded. We was breaking them up. And then yeah. we were like, yo, we not going to record next week. We just going to drop. Yeah, we'll get y'all these split up in the four halves, nigga, NBA style. So, since we are moving into to another century. Man. You feel me? Man. Uh, 99 episodes a lot. Uh, like, we didn't came a long way. Facts. Because, like, we was so afraid to drop that three-hour episode. We ain't know what to do with it. We was like, yo, they not going to rock with this. It ain't too many long-form pods even out there. Yeah. Folks ain't got the attention span. Then we was always worried, like, yo, what if they not watching the shit we reviewing? They ain't going to listen. But now we, like, nigga, we in our bag, man. I, I just want y'all to rock. I st- like, I still be wanting to keep them, like, all right, three. Yeah. 245. But, like. Yeah. If once we get to going, we get to going, dog. And that's that's kind of that second hour too. Like first hour, if it ain't much going on in the culture, we don't got a good Blackberry letter, that bitch might be kind of choppy. But once we in that second hour, man, we start rolling and then off to the races at that point. Y'all gonna catch all three of them things, dog. I just do want y'all to know that I have no idea what the fuck I be saying on here the next day. When you be like, yo, you said that. I'd be like, what I say. Yo, I don't know. I done told y'all before. Stop texting me like, yo, nigga, you wild for that. I don't know what I said when I said it. <laughs> I don't somebody, remember. Somebody hit me the other day and was like, yo, on the pod, when you say I was like, which pod? Yeah. <laughs> like, which pod? And what did I say? Hey, nigga, because Jay come in here multiple times a week, and I come here and we talk for three straight hours, so... I don't know. And then, yo, a lot of y'all be hitting me off to the side, like with text and DMs and shit. I also don't be knowing when people are referring to what I said in like the comment thread or on the pot. Like true, niggas just true. be like, yo, and you crazy. And I'm just like, it word, word. Yeah, no, that's smile at night. Hey, yeah. Can a young man record a pod anymore? <laughs> Nigga, cause I don't know. But thank you all for everybody who rocked with us for all 99 episodes. We appreciate you for everybody who came in late and went back. I got back. 99 problems, but a pot ain't, pot ain't one. one. Hold up, nigga. Come, Come on, up. man. We Come got up. to go there. Hold up, nigga. They acting like. I didn't even know. I didn't. I don't I mean, last week was 98, but I, I didn't put one in 98 hey, together. Hey, man. Because that's the thing. It's hard to, you know, we up here so frequently, you don't really think. I got the pod patrol on my. Bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a pot ain't one. What types of facts are those, nigga? Uh, 99 podcast, man. Hey, this shit out right you know what's funny, dog? I was like, damn, man, this episode, it was super short. It was centered around Issa. It had some funny moments for show, but it wasn't really like plot forward. So I'm like, damn, what is we really going to talk about? We got like 13 minutes of content from the show. I like this episode. I wasn't mad at it. It just ain't do nothing for me. Like, like it was a throwaway, man. As far as like at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like, this TV. This life. Yeah. And I want to watch it. I'll be entertained. Yeah. And I laugh my ass off. Yeah. A lot of this episode. No, nah, shout out to George. Um, no, George it- in the car. Hilarious. Did it, did it move 
the plot Mm-mm. if the plot if like it moved the plot a good five percent yeah yeah and that's where i think um the, the a lot of the folks at least from our listenership a lot of the people who weren't a fan of the episode because this is the first season we finally getting our 10 eps right like we've been begging these niggas for three seasons prior 10 episodes 10 episodes and now we finally getting them and then it's like damn y'all just gave me a, a throwaway that was it's kind of like with them extra two episodes i want to see more of the the crew i don't want to see a full isa next week we getting the full molly and andrew so this it's is like, eh. this is really eh. uh, a nod to how great the show is mm-hmm. and how much people are invested in the show, yeah. invested in these characters yeah. and they literally want to see this through its completion. Yeah. So it's like, if you give us something, we so invested in it, fam, I want to know what happened next. Yeah. And when you yeah. couldn't find out immediately what happened next, people get upset. Niggas is upset. Like, cause, and it's really because yeah. you enjoyed the show that, that much you want to and you invest in these characters yeah. right so it was a lot of people hitting me too like dog i really don't want to see next week with molly and andrew i don't give a fuck and i was like man that kind of could be entertaining too they could go on a trip and she could bomb that relationship like so i read the uh the description because the preview didn't say it completely but she's meet that's their first trip they go to mexico her and andrew with his brother and his brother's wife so she could bomb that nigga um in the description it said the trip is going great until a waiter or waitress disrespects Molly and says something to Molly. And then she has to like kind of spend time figuring out how to let shit go. So clearly something going to happen that she going to be stuck on for the whole trip. And Andrew going to tell her like, look, so I, I watch we on, in Mexico. Get over that shit. I watch on HBO now. Yeah. It'll be so like, I don't never see the fucking the little end part. Yeah. Um, it, it looked it didn't look bad. I don't. People were saying, "Oh, this look even worse than the East one." I'm like, "Hey, it is what it is, dog." But like, we gotta put this shit in context, right? Yeah. We got wor- like worse. Yeah. Like, you know what though? I'm starting to realize, especially over the last few uh, episodes of the show and our pod, I think niggas will fight us over insecure, dog. Like, people are really emotional. People are emotional. Like, motherfuckers was sending me whole books I wasn't reading. Nigga, I was grabbing their last sentence and responding to that, like. <laughs> the end they was like thank you i was like you welcome nigga. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> drive motherfucker <laughs> drive motherfucker I gotta, dog i gotta give me a fake ig tiktok off the uh off the uh, <laughs> off, the, uh <laughs> off the damn um, oh shit what's the name of that shit uh off the snowfall snowfall yeah. I can, you know my short term yeah uh, i gotta read it i gotta do that whole, man you know what i'm gonna do that whole entire i'm in the car the whole nine yards. Hey, nigga, I got the Leon Fro right now, nigga. We can get in the whip and <laughs> record the fuck out this shit, dog. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah, man, Um, I, I love the show. The episode, it was cool. It was, you know, it was what it was, man. I always look at this shit. I hate to do it because one of the main things we love about Insecure is how real it is. Yeah. So I hate to do it for an episode like this where I get why so many people felt it was a throwaway, but I'm like, yo, sometimes, like we say about power, I think I got you just got to watch it for the fucking... I think I got some bars for it. I, I definitely got some bars for it. There's some shit that happened within the ep if you was really paying attention. So we're going to get into all of that, man. But uh, first, want to approach the thing that could get us in most trouble so we can knock that out and then get back to the fun shit. Niggas hit me. I got a few hits like, yo, see you ain't say nothing about that boosy shit. I was like intentionally nigga i don't want none of you niggas flipping whatever my opinion might be i don't want y'all to get caught halfway through what i write and then just take off nigga so listen hey um 
this Boosie shit is not new to me. It's not. He been said this when he was on a, the last time he was on Breakfast a Breakfast Club. Club. Yep. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I think I shot Jenny and like, yo, did you see this Boosie <laughs> interview? And I was like, cause you know, I was on I was on shop, on Shop Talk like explaining how Boosie is like my the most entertaining yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah. I would love to follow around, and I'm just like, listen, as much as fun as I have watching Boosie and everything. Like he really like this is like the type He's a of, wild nigga. Like dog. this the type of nigga that I avoid in real life. <laughs> like <laughs> no bullshit. Though. Like Facts though. because like during the quarantine, mid right in, he was like have still having parties over, having all he was like, Man, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, like this is the literal nigga that I will yeah. actually avoid in real life. Yeah. Cause he that ignorant, right? Yeah. Now, is it fun for television and the, the memes and to get the jokes off? But like in real life, this nigga is not he was and he was they, he was talking about like corporal punishment. He's like, no, I fuck my kids up. Yeah, like, no, I, yeah. I, I I whoop they fucking ass. Like, I'm like, nigga, like everything you say is problematic. It's controversial, dog. Facts. Like, Facts. And but he think he right. Yeah. And there's so many people out here that agree with it. Who just think they write the most fucked up shit in the world. Yeah. And will tell you, well, you ain't no parent, so you wouldn't know. Oh, oh nigga, I, they favorite line, boy. I'm like, some shit I just know. I'm not a parent. I'm not. Hey, I'm not either. Me and Jay have been on this podcast 99 episodes, letting y'all know firmly we not parents. But just but. know, <laughs> but like in real life, but just know, once that little Jay Johnson pop out, uh, man, I'm better than you at this parenting shit. <laughs> hey, man, like <laughs> I'm gonna be better than you at that shit. I'm the MJ of this shit. Okay? Hey, can a young man be a father anymore, dog? Like yeah. when I am a parent, nigga, I'm I, I will let you know right now. Even if I'm not better than you, which I know I probably will be, but I know I'm not ordering my son a prostitute when he's 12. Like, I know I'm not doing that, dog. And, like, niggas was, it was so many people, and I'm not going to say their names on here, but so many of my homeboys trying to say, like, yo, man, y'all wouldn't understand. Like, men think like that. And I was like, it's not a man. It's not a man. I was like, I don't think men think like that, dog. Like, I... No, nigga, if y'all don't have no son, y'all wouldn't get it, dog. Like, if you ain't in your son life, nigga, you know, I'm like, because, uh, you know, the whole Boosie hate Dwayne Wade and all things he doing with his child, which is a whole nother conversation. But I was looking at niggas like including Dwayne Wade and their reason for understanding Boosie. And I was like, dog, but D Wade in his son's life, like, I don't get how y'all relating it. Like, if you ain't in your kid life, they going to wild out like D Wade, son. I'm like, but D Wade right there, nigga, like <laughs> they got mad family pictures, nigga. Magic Johnson, all in EJ life, nigga. And he was in Andre life. And Andre, a grown-ass, normal man running Magic Johnson Enterprises. EJ, out here on his Khloe Kardashian. Magic was there for both of them, nigga. It's like, yo, yo, kid, you if Magic would have got EJ a prostitute, nothing was going to be different, dog. Lance in a wild place. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of wild shit do happen in Lansing, dog. Um, but no, man, I just, I, with that whole Boosie shit, dog. But like, so I'm going to take it a couple years back. Yeah, yeah. When Lil Wayne said Baby did the exact same shit yep, to him. to him. And then Some Lil, most niggas ain't remember. And then Lil Wayne said he did the same exact shit for Lil Twist. Yep. Like y'all got an adult woman yep. to perform to- a sex act on a child. And then wonder why niggas treat women the way that they do. Yeah. Um... And that's the, I think that's the bigger problem too, is you got, so the problems is twofold, right? Let me get the first fold out there real quick, just so we're clear on the pod. Nobody on this pod thinks that Boosie doing that for his kid 
or baby doing that for Wayne or Wayne doing that for Lil Twist is appropriate in doing that. That's no. wrong as fuck. Period. It's fucking uh, child molestation. It's prostitution. It's so much shit wrapped up in that shit. It's statutory rape. Like, it's everything that you can find illegal on an SVU episode is wrapped up in those actions. So, we don't agree with it. We don't condone it. And to 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 take that and move it a little bit further, sexual assault by adult women yeah. on little boys it's is prominent. really, really prominent. prominent. Yeah. And My- just like a lot of sexual assault by men on little, on little girls, they keep it to themselves or they feel like it's their fault. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they don't say something about it. Yeah. But it happens to a lot of people. And so that walks me into the second fold of my problem with this whole conversation. Yeah, what they did is absolutely wrong. But I also hate the thing, like the reason that they use to justify it is hyper masculinity, right? We live in this world where niggas have to be or feel like they have to be so fucking overtly masculine that I got to tell my 12-year-old son to go get his dick sucked by an old 20-something-year-old-ass woman so he don't be gay. And it's like, fam, A, that's... It literally might make him hate women, number one. Number two, it absolutely won't stop him if he's gay. Like, period. If he gay, getting his dick sucked by a fucking girl at 12 will never stop that from happening. It may be so traumatizing at 12 that he never wants to feel that shit again. Fam. You are literally fucking your kid up trying to make them hyper-masculine before they've even grown into a man, dog. He 12, my nigga. You can't do no shit like that. So I hate that we live in this world where it's like, yo, a man got to be a man and a man got to be this and a man got to be that. Because then niggas become fathers and feel it's almost like niggas feel like, yo, if some wild shit happened to me or if I was doing some shit early, I got to make sure my kid do it, too. So he's going to be a man just like me. And it's like, whoa, that don't make you a man, bro, bro. That don't make you a man. So I get it when when niggas feel like they have to be in their their son's lives, especially during that transition in the fucking maturation and and all that. But nigga, you don't have to force no sex acts on them, dog. Like that's never a thing, my nigga. You should be trying to protect your son or daughter no matter what. From doing that shit. I'm trying to keep you away from the act of having sex until you are mentally able and financially able to take care of whatever happens goes after it. Fam. And then uh, like my homie, uh, one of the dogs, shout out to my nigga Zaid, he posted um, on his Facebook just, yo, any black man on my friend group who had a sex act performed on them like early, basically by an older woman. Just throw the raise your hand emoji on there real quick. Nigga, it was like hundreds of dudes on there, dog. Like, yeah, cause we really go through this. And whether your whether your fathers are pushing it on you or not, like this shit is happening. Young men are really being fucking raped out here by older women. Um and not not even older like twenties, thirties. It's 17, 18 year old women out here doing stuff to little boys who they supposed to be babysitting, supposed to be watching. They the friendly neighbor and they over there touching them and doing all this wild shit. And it's like, yo, I don't want the conversation of young men getting raped and assaulted out here to get missed because niggas is so fear infuriated at Boosie too. Yeah. Like it's a deeper combo than just Boosie. He was wrong. We got that. But it's like, yo, understand that all these black men that came out. And then to 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 take it a step further, yeah. like when trauma happens to you, sometimes, oftentimes, according to statistics and SVU, uh, <laughs> uh, people re- repeat that on the next when they you was you was traumatized as a child and you do that. So yeah. who's to say that the 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 older woman, yeah, who sexually assaulted the man, yeah. the, the, the young boy. 
Maybe they were sexually assaulted by a man. Facts. And it, like it's a, when it's she a, was younger, it's a now, vicious cycle. It's a it's a horrible cycle, and that's the part of the parent. That's where a nigga like Boosie's supposed to step in and break that cycle, nigga. What I don't want you to do is keep furthering these niggas' trauma. By introducing them to shit way too early in their life, dog. Niggas ain't supposed to be getting their dick sucked when they 12. Now, yo, I'm not finna talk from the, the stance of a nigga who wasn't out here wilding when he was 12 and 13 years old. I was doing a lot of shit, but I shouldn't have been doing it, nigga. And the whole purpose of me knowing that is to pass that on to my son. That this You don't got to do this to say you a man. You don't got to do this to be friends with a group of niggas. Who might judge you if you ain't never did? Oh, you ain't never sucked no titties before. You ain't never got your dick sucked before. Nigga, we're 12. What is you talking about? But it's like, again, that hyper masculinity that gets passed down and that we see every day and that we see in memes and we see in posts and statuses. Motherfuckers telling us how to be a man when they ain't been one. Not just women. Niggas like Boosie. Nigga, that ain't no man act you did and right what's there. what's so funny is like, I almost hate. Anytime yeah. I hear somebody talk to, to anyone about being a real man, man or a real woman. Man. What you're really saying is I want this is this is how this is how I want your character to be. Cause you're not telling somebody how to be a man. I was yeah. born like this. No matter what I do, I'm always gonna be a man. Yeah. Now what you're saying is you want someone's behavior to be like yours. Yep. Or you want your someone's behavior to be like insert. Yeah. Behavior group type A or group type B. The real quote unquote woman yeah. is group A and the real quote unquote man is group A. Like that's what you're really saying. Yeah. Because that person is a man or a woman without nothing. Without none of the fucking politics behind. No matter yeah. what they do for a living, how they treat you in a relationship. That's a man and or a woman. Yeah. Based off of that. So we gotta stop saying, um, well, this just call it say say it's personality, say it's mm-hmm. character or whatever. I want a, a, a child. Or I want I want my mate to have this personality traits. Don't say yeah. I want I want a real I want a man. real man. I want a real woman because that's the thing. Niggas will get confused behind whatever you saying a real man is, and then start ODing like because whatever you whatever Aunt thinks a real woman is, yeah. and whatever works for you and your relationship status. And if you tell me that's what a real woman is, right? Yeah. And maybe I don't like what you like, so now I don't have a real woman. No, nope. no, you got a you got a weak ass. Woman, you know what I'm dog. saying? Like, damn. Like, no, we got to get away from that shit. And when you look at that dog, because when you take it out of the context of sex for a minute, um, a lot of the shit that gets perpetuated into being a real man is what caused black men to go down some of the rabbit holes that we've gone down in the first place. Like, yo, niggas are selling dope to get money fast because in a moment's pressure, you telling the nigga who in a bad a school district getting a poor education coming from a poor household that he got to be a man and take care of his family. Damn, I don't know how. Oh, what's the quickest way for me to do that? Sell some dope, rob a nigga, steal some shit. Now look at the path we go down trying to be a real man because niggas done perpetuated this cycle of what a real man looks like. No, a real man goes and gets his education, goes and does. He hustles, but your hustle ain't got to be fucking out here knocking niggas' heads over. What the fuck is real? yeah. What's the real man? Like I don't And yo, on the other side of that too, to to that question, what the fuck is real to people who never had it? What's a guy? Cuz what's a, a king? Hey, nigga, what's what what's a, a real man to a a woman or a man that never seen one? What's a real woman to a man that never was raised by one? Like if your fucking father or your older brother wasn't in your life or they was in your life doing fuck shit, you ain't seen a real man yet. You know what I'm saying? They was doing bullshit to get by. They was doing bullshit, making money and still not taking care of you and your family and they responsibility. They ain't a real man just because he handed you a couple thousand. Because if you take insert nigga from 
the hood of all hoods to yeah. say, nigga, what's the qualities of a woman? Nigga, my bitch gotta be this. She gotta have a gun. Yeah. She gotta be able to do this. She can. She, he gonna name all these qualities. Yep. Ask somebody from the other side of town. I want to be educated. I, I want to be yeah. 401k. I want to have it this. I want that. Like, fam. And that's that's the thing, dog. One thing I quote from Paid in Full, my nigga Mitch, yo, real man takes care of his family. I think on both sides you could agree with that, right? But then where the shit gets lost is how you taking care of your family, dog. And what do, what does taking care of your family? What do encompass? that look like? Yeah, what does that encompass? What does that entail? What are you, what are you niggas doing? I can provide for you financially and be and ruin your fucking life. Yep, yep. Like I, but can, you good though. You can everything that you ever wanted for financially was there. And we've seen that Man. with families and rich families who go through 1, all this shit. One thousand percent. We've seen it in every Tyler Perry movie ever. Yeah. So, like, what does taking care of your family mean? Man. What does that encompass? How about if I take care of you emotionally? I can take care of you spiritually. Bars. I can take care of you financially. Bars. Um, I'm just there. I could take care of you as a friend, but someone to bounce ideas. Like, there's a whole. And, there's and so that's much. the that's where the toxicity comes into play, right? With men, is that so much emphasis gets put on taking care of your family financially taking care of your woman sexually so then we hypersexualize and hyper monetize so no matter what nigga i gotta wallow if i ain't fucking my bitch crazy da, 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 i ain't a real man if i ain't giving my bitch bags and stacks and money and i ain't a real man and it's like yo but how's her mind dog how your children doing dog how they education nigga i know a lot of parents right now and i ain't judging nigga because i know it's hard times for everybody but i know a lot of parents right now who said fuck that homeschool shit i'm tired i ain't I doing it Fam, cause y'all don't know how y'all don't know second grade math. <laughs> no, real life, real life, and it's like, yo, when you when you ain't been a part of your kid's life and and you ain't really asking them questions and really getting to know what they doing in school, you just saying, yo, you finish your homework, autopilot. Man, you on fucking auto, you on parental autopilot, and you not knowing. And now that this uh, quarantine enforced most of us in the house with our kids, we got to see they work, we got to see what they doing all day, and we're responsible for making sure it gets done. Now you de- on defensive, <gasps> mode. now you insecure, you're in defensive mode, and it's everybody else fault. You don't want a parent now, and the problem is you ain't want a parent before, but for seven, eight hours out of the day, you ain't have to. Now you being forced to. So it's a lot of shit going on again. A nigga like me ain't judging. I'm just saying. It's plenty of ways to be in the lives of your kids and your girl and your man and your family What's without the- fucking toxing toxicing them out, dog. You don't All have right. to do that shit. This may sound wrong, but let's get into it. What's wrong with judging sometimes? Eh. You know what I'm saying? It like, depends on what you judging. Niggas be like, yo, he without whatever throw the first No, okay. I, <laughs> I throw the first one. You can throw him back. <laughs> but like sometimes He it ain't- without sin, she'll cast the first stone. <laughs> like sometimes it ain't even judging. Though. Yeah. Like God yeah. said, you can't. I can't nobody judge me. My nigga, this not judgment. This yeah. is like fact. Did you shoot that nigga? I've always hated. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I've always hated the statement. Only God can judge me. Like no, only God can determine where you go in the afterlife. <laughs> like <laughs> if you rob my man's, like, or if you cheat on a nigga I know, or you cheat on a good dude, I don't even gotta know him. So he go to rabbit. You hole. do your girl dirty. I'm judging, nigga. So he go to rabbit hole then. All right. So say two people who profess to be of the same faith. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Say say it's Christianity, and then like yo yo quote unquote Lord and Savior give you a list of shit that you can do and not do, and then you fuck that whole list up, and yeah. you're like you can't judge me. Nigga, I can read. It's not me judging. <laughs> that shit said, don't mass shoot up the school. And Man. you did that shit. Am I judging you for calling out a fucking spade? Man. That's not judgment. That's like, nigga, you should not walk into a school and shoot that bitch up. Yeah. That, that's common sense. That's not me judging. Not me thinking like, hmm, 
Like, no, it's common fucking sense. Like, you should not, as an adult, get an adult woman to perform a sex act on a child. That's not me judging. Period. That's common fucking sense. It's common sense and it's law. Like, it's like, (laughs) it's mad other shit before it's correct, my nigga. Um, because it never, it'll never be correct. Like and that's yes. just wrong, bro. And yes, I can call, I can call into question somebody' parenting. Skills oh man, don't if you, you love doing some wild, dangerous shit? So this nigga's favorite shit to say when they're wrong and they run out of arguments, and it, it ain't just about boosie. It's about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, wearing a mask in your car, and wearing one in your house, whatever the fuck. Niggas said the same shit. Niggas need to mind their own business anyway. Niggas got to mind their household. <laughs> like, right. um, okay, but. That nigga told me on live and on the radio that he got a prostitute for his son to come suck his dick. So he put that in my household. Like, I ain't asked him that. He told me that. Nigga, proud he volunteered that. In. Man, didn't he look like a proud father? Proud of. Watching his only son that made it, nigga. And I, I didn't understand, like, the, the hype behind the niggas who was like, yo, I get it. So I'd rather do that. Like, one of my homies um posted, <laughs> one of my homies literally posted, and I knew where he was going with as soon as I read the post. It said, yo, would you rather do what Boosie did or do what Dwayne Wade doing? And I was like, neither, nigga. <laughs> I was just like, what is Dwayne Wade doing? That nigga Dwayne Wade said, yo, my son said he was what he was, and I'm riding with my son. I'm behind my son. Facts. They was talking, and then he was like, no, that nigga said. Would I rather show my son love no matter what? <laughs> or, or get him right. Get that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Which one no, shall I choose? <laughs> <laughs> Should I wear? <laughs> what that nigga say on uh, Don't Be a Menace? That the nigga say. Glock or the Tech Nine? That nigga like. say, I want to wear the Nine with the Nikes. Hmm. Maybe I'll just wear these. Like, yo, um. Dwayne Wade said he supports his son no matter what he's doing. Uh, being con- uh, being a contrarian it. is not intelligence. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. nothing. This because you the opposite nigga. Yeah. No <laughs> one love I'm it. oftentimes the opposite nigga, but it's not just because. Oh, and then uh, I saw somebody. Who the fuck is this? I saw somebody else say, um, <laughs> yo, D. Wade said he's paying for his son's sex change. And y'all ain't say nothing about that. I was like, when did D. Wade say? So, look, hey, let me throw this out there real quick. Because I had a few people comment a lot of different stuff. When I was going on my insecure rant the other day in the uh, pod page, this D. Wade boosie shit. Oh, we bringing that up. Oh, we're definitely bringing that up. Um, Don't write it if you can't cite it. Not to me, nigga. Because I'm coming with fact. I don't care about the opinions and what you thought happened. I literally was pulling shit straight from the episodes. I was watching it. I don't get on this podcast and talk about a lot of shit I don't know about. That's just a fact. Like, if I don't know about it, you might catch me coming on here the next week and telling y'all, hey, nigga, we fucked that up. But it's rare, dog. Me and Jay, we pretty much study everything that we discuss on and off this pod. Like, we don't like to sound stupid. You can't sound stupid when you talk for a living. So, yeah, y'all nigga, don't write it if you can't cite it. So I asked the old girl, like, um, where did D-Wade say that he was paying for his kid's sex change? Like, tell me that. And then she told me, shut the fuck up. I was going to raise a gay son. <laughs> so I was just like, all right. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's fucked up for my kid. <laughs> like, oh, man, life is bad. So, yeah, don't write it if you can't cite it, man. I'm not that nigga. I argue with you all day. I got nothing else to do. What is you niggas talking about, man? That's really what I just be wanting to know, dog. What is you niggas talking about? Hey, and Gilly got to, me and Gilly got to talk. Because that nigga, (laughs) 
Gilly went around about seven circles on Friday night, dog. Nigga, fuck, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That nigga Gilly was wilding on Friday night, I'm, dog. I'm confused. I was confused too, Gil. Why? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man, but yeah, dog. All that to say, yo, um, Boosie wrong, Boosie wrong, and Ju- there's judge that's away. just that, judge that's away. just that. I'm judging. And away. if you think Boosie right now, here's another thing, um, because I've seen a lot of people say, yo, if <laughs> you, you gonna go to jail, nigga. Yeah, facts, because I'm gonna call the cops. And and hey, call me Aunt Kashi six nine, nigga. I'm calling the cops when it comes to child rape. Sorry, um, I've seen a lot of people on the uh, yo, if you agree with Boosie, just tell me right now so I could block you. And I was like, that ain't really, that's kind of <laughs> counterproductive. Like, cause then it's like, yo, I, you agree with Boosie? I'm out. And it's no, tell that nigga why you wrong. <laughs> like tell that nigga why that's illegal. Like have these conversations with people, dog. Don't just, I get it. Sometimes we tire out from having to explain shit to a grown ass people, but some of these niggas, you really got to fucking tell dog. That or, ain't right. Bro. I don't know if I wanted to say this. Yeah. Cause it could, I just unfollow people that you're not really friends with. Hey, because that's another thing. Half the motherfuckers who have wild ass opinions are people who I'll be like, hmm, maybe they listen to the pod and I hit accept and I don't know shit else. And if they wilding out, unfollow and I feel nothing, nigga. I don't know this person. This one girl told me sometimes you be wilding on your statuses. I don't always agree with what you say. I said, baby girl, you don't got to be here. I don't know you. And then she was like, you ain't have to get smart. I was like, well, bitch, what you wanted me to do then? <laughs> Nigga just told me that all <laughs> yeah, my opinions is trash. Yeah, like, you, sometimes I don't agree with you. Well, motherfucker, I don't agree with you not agreeing with me. So now what? Yeah, get out. I don't agree with myself. Yeah. Nigga, a year later. Fam, I don't know what I be saying. Like, why are y'all not <laughs> listening? We just told y'all that 30 my, minutes ago. My opinion changes. Fam, my opinion is like the motherfucking wind, dog. It's going to be different. So, Boosie wrong. Don't get no fucking woman to suck your 12-year-old's dick. Let your children grow into whoever they're going to become without your motherfucking negative influences. And don't dog. all make them wear boosie face. Oh, man. That's where we should have knew he wasn't a great parent. Like, damn, nigga, they all got to look exactly like you? My Lord. Even the daughter, nigga. I was like, God damn. She got a boosie fade, too. All right, man. 92 Scotty Pippen fade. Oh. <laughs> all right. What else we got going on? Uh, Luda and Nelly. Um, Wash. Yeah, that was over pretty quickly. I, I caught the YouTube back and forth. Nelly looked bad. Man, nigga. that was bad. Tw- first off, y'all niggas need a Twitter page, dog. Like, I, I know it's it's probably kind of late in the game for y'all to get into Twitter and, like, find, like, friends and, like, <laughs> that you know. So, like, when I be referring to Twitter, like, people be like, yo, I just don't. Because yeah. you don't, like, yeah. follow the right people. Yeah. Or, like, no, I don't know. But like, yeah, shout to the homie Keith. She sent me all the Twitter threads to get started down. But like, dog, like when you can watch it as a family, because yeah, that's how it goes yeah. down. Like when when the Jordan doc come on, su- on, yeah, yeah. on Sunday, Twitter like, be going. Twitter's when it's one of these joints. It is the place to fucking be, and um, it was a it was bad for Nelly out there. Yeah, yeah. But I did go down St. Louis Twitter. Oh, shit. And St. Louis Twitter has a totally different idea of what the fuck when it happened. Yeah. And nigga was I can see that. St. Louis broadcaster nigga who's on their <laughs> local channel two. He's like, when the last time you heard Ludacris in the club? Nigga, local channel two broadcast nigga, you are not in the club. Uh, I, like, stop. I don't use that as the barometer when the last time you heard. Nigga, both these niggas came out in the year 2000. I think Midwest niggas... That's Detroit niggas, St. Louis niggas, Chicago niggas, Ohio niggas, all that shit. Um, I think that we're 
the most loyal people on earth. And I, I say that, and I know they're not Midwest, but New York people. New York people love they some, but it depends on the borough. The Bay niggas is really. Oh, know. Bay niggas is loyal as fuck too. But um, I say that because, like, St. Louis, that nigga lost. <laughs> that was pretty obvious. Uh, yeah, like, he had a couple toward the end that was like, oh, okay, I, he tried. But it was like, mm, this was pretty much over well before he tried. Uh, like, and I'm not the world's biggest ludicrous fan. Like St. Louis Nelly's, I mean St. Louis Twitter was just like, but he got a diamond album. He do, nigga. He do. First album out the gate was 20 mil. He Nine, do. Channel nine five five can't save you in this battle though. They didn't have a diamond battle. <laughs> like, had they had a diamond battle, I'm sure Nelly would have won that. But uh, that wasn't a diamond battle. And if you put all diamond albums, stack them against each other, yeah. I bet Nelly has the worst diamond album of all time. <laughs> Could be true. That could be true, and I, I'm not it saying it might be a Britney Spears. Album I'm not saying that because too. I don't like country grammar. Yeah, but it's the worst diamond. When you album. look at the diamond albums, put when that you, shit up against Nowcast diamond album. Nigga, put up against Thriller and <laughs> Confessions. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's that's, some, that's bad. Now that's some elitist shit to say. Yeah. Like, so for an example, y'all ain't from Detroit, right? But Detroit is where, like, you will see a. Um, a seventy, eighty thousand dollar Cadillac truck drive down the street, be like that bitch ain't got no rims on it though. Like you a hoe a car worth more than the entire city's yeah medium income. You hoe a car that's probably worth more than most of the houses it's driving by. Facts. Uh, that's like because it ain't got no rims. And what's funny, the nigga that will say it ain't got no rims don't have that car. Don't have a house or that car. <laughs> like, topaz. Yeah, that nigga was literally like scrubbing in the passenger seat. You don't even know what a topaz is. Facts. Okay, Facts. That's, what, that's how old that fucking car is. <laughs> that's how old we are, nigga. <laughs> but um, yeah, dog, we are from a city that does that. Like niggas be dead broke, but if they got some buffs, woo, woo. Saw a deal on something earlier in the morning for like sixteen hundred. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. I feel like Buff should be low about right now, nigga. Should be a lot of discounts. Um, but yeah, man, Nelly got washed. That's from, that's really was, it. That's from a Buff connoisseur. Some nigga I know wouldn't post something. So they wouldn't be some bullshit. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man. Uh, Nelly lost that. But here's the thing, though. Um, and I ain't shooting Nelly Bell from that battle. I still like Nelly over Ludacris. Like as far as the music that they put out. No. I think Luda's a better rapper. I like, like Nelly's music better. Going into this, yeah. and I was like, Nelly versus Ludacris, off the top of my head, I couldn't give, I couldn't think of, silly me, of 20 Ludacris songs. Yeah, yeah, And then I started listening to the battle. I was like, what the fuck was I on? Yeah. Because yeah. I literally gave Nelly like three songs. Yeah. Um. Now, maybe I would have just put them in different order, and Nelly is possibly... He's a. I think most of the people who've lost their battles are a victim of the order that they put their songs in. And plus, Nelly has some of the weakest lyrics I've ever heard in my entire Facts. Life. Again, Luda, way better rapper. I, I just think I Nelly... I ain't from Russia, so bitch, why you rushing? I mean, I get it. I get it. Don't rush me, because I ain't from Russia. <laughs> I'm from Hooper City, Alabama, so why you bamming? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But Luda got some fucking bars in there, too, like... And it's funny because, like, a lot of Luda bars, like, hit back when it was out. And then I listen to shit now, and I be like, damn, we used to go crazy over there. Like, man, he dropped that. But niggas on the street, like, evicted tenants. We used to go I nuts over there. Yeah. Like he but went, that don't sound that great to me now. Nigga, he went, that was on a major level. But that was one of his best verses. Like, <laughs> nigga, he nigga went, went off. Because then, what, 2002? 
2001? Uh, two. For the Made You Look remix, that was yeah. Summer 02. Yeah. Right, nigga, that was, that was Primetime Punchline. Yeah. That, yeah. That's when that was a killer, yeah. That's Primetime Punchline. And he was around, He was on there with two, two New York. He was on there with niggas who go. He like, oh, I'm about to punchline these niggas yeah. to death. No, that's a cold at, first off, that's one of Jada dopest verses. By far. Um, By far. Nas went in there. Jada don't. Nas had already went off anyway on the original. On the original. Like, that, that nigga and Made I, You Look remix was my shit. I though. wasn't even expecting him to give me a new verse on yeah, the third yeah. verse. But, but the top, like, no, that's a yeah. cold. No, nah, that's on. one of my favorite songs ever. But it's just like, Luda and Nelly, I feel like both of them also suffer from... As far as their careers go, because Luda went on to star in one of the biggest movie franchises in history. Like, you're a part of that now. You never need to record another fucking song. You get money. Your movies is $300 million at the box office every time they drop. Cool. Fast and the Furious, for those who don't know. Nelly, sure that nigga's getting money from way back. Nigga, neither one of them are hurting. So, But I do think musically they both suffer from y'all shit just sound dated now like for for what's coming out right now back for the first time i still listen to that that shit still gets regular play in the whip mm-hmm. so oh back for the first time luda sounds better to me than the later luda that was doing the carrie hilson joints and all and yeah. runaway love and all i'm doing like i stopped third album yeah yeah yeah. yep after three i prefer them first few out or them first couple albums like those was my joints same with nelly yo country grammar was my shit and i know you had hits beyond that but it was like hey, chill out with that sweatsuit eh. shit. yo sweatsuit was one of the <laughs> shout out to my nigga tk for being the first nigga to buy a sweatsuit that nigga walked in our dorm and hit me with the sweat and the suit cover i was like don't play neither one of them in my in my room. Nah, fam. I'm not gonna act like I ain't just post a picture about two weeks ago on Throwback Thursday rocking the vocal fit up at state. By the way, hey, uh, hey, so hey, I'm not gonna act like I wasn't no fan, and I had a headband on. By yeah. the way, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I mean, I told Shorty uh, Saturday night. I was like, yo, I absolutely 100 had the band aid. I didn't do the band aid, but I'm gonna tell you why the band aid fucked me up. I actually had a cut under my eye. <laughs> And niggas thought I was on my Nelly shit, and I was like, nah, man, a nigga really knocked my glasses off playing baseball, dog. Like, I'm really cut, but they ain't care. They thought I was on my Nelly swag, so fuck it. I, I went with it. But all that to say, two legends, one of them just won, clearly. This ain't Erica Badu and Jill, where it was just like, yo, the culture won, nigga. So let me ask you a question. What's that? Then? Is Nelly only a legend because he got the Diamond album? Uh, no. I, I think that Nelly was a part of a, a shift in certain sounds in music. Uh, legend? In rap. Yeah. That nigga's a legend. That's a legend, dog. He ain't necessarily a legend. He's just a legend in music. I don't, I don't necessarily those, look at niggas so like for legend. for example, all those, because like, the reason that he went diamond wasn't because of black people. <clears throat> it's because the white folks listened to it. Yeah. So take out the white folks and or the popular, all the other shit, and just based on the music... I would not. I would not be like, yo, this some legendary shit. He changed the sound, dog, because a lot of the shit he was doing sound wise wasn't going. Not even going diamond. The shit wasn't moving. Niggas was hoeing it. Like niggas wasn't fucking with the sing songy rappers, nigga. Like at all. That nigga was on that shit early in two thousand. Like early, he was doing that shit, and it was popping. Nigga, hot in here. Really, motherfuckers was really taking their clothes off. Imagine that now with the uh, with the COVID. Where Young Jock uh, Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Jock changed music. He was a part of something too, like because he was like, like technically the raps wasn't whack, right? Yeah, like me me in. That was just basic. Like that was basic. Yeah, he said the right keywords. It yeah. was almost like that's when like 
um, companies started sponsoring shit. Like yeah. you and, and Young Jock opened back up that lane for throwing dancers in your shit. Yeah. Cause then right after Young Jock, it was like boom, D4L uh franchise where all these niggas came on. Then out. you got the other niggas from St. Louis. Now because I now I see that this is a formula of a song. Now we got uh what's your nigga with the uh chain hang low? Um, Jaquan Jaquan Hey Jaquan had bangers though Facts Jaquan had like Three bangers real quick <laughs> Yeah but it was like Yeah yeah Now this is I know the formula now Yeah Okay We dun, get dun, 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 on it. We dun, get the dun, We dun, get dun. the beat We get yeah. the, the You know what I'm saying It was like yeah. a real formulaic You know what I'm saying Yeah yeah No facts 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 man Uh, It's a lot of niggas who Don't get flowers But To another point that I made on Facebook um, And I'm gonna stand on it Right on this pod I'm over this versus shit uh, Like I get it. It was a beautiful thing. Just like the D-Nice thing when it started. Like, it was wonderful when it started. Had a spark when you started, but now it's just garbage. Like, now y'all niggas is just getting to the shit, and it's like, okay. Like, it's still only a couple battles that'll really bring me out the house. Like, I'm cool with it, man, because the shit be boring as hell on Saturdays. Seven, yeah. seven, seven, like what niggas doing? And to the point that we talked about last week over the Jill Scott and uh, Erica shit, another thing I'm sick of I'm sick. The the technical issues and errors, they was funny at first, but now it's just like, dog, this shit every week, nigga, like shit's supposed to start at seven and start at seven forty five because somebody's sound ain't working. Then they got to get back on live because they didn't race wasted an hour. Nigga, j- figure this out. Put it on a, a different platform, one that's able to host both of y'all. And figure this out. There's too many brilliant people behind this shit stop to keep using, having these stop issues. Stop using DirecTV internet. Well, that's also a fact. But like, it, they should have known that. Clouds shouldn't be stopping your internet, fam. fam. Like, the storm should not stop your internet. Anybody with DirecTV is the reason it rained. Like, that's literally God saying you shouldn't have got DirecTV. And you're like, so that's it, man. Shout out to Nelly. Shout out to Luda. Luda watched that nigga. And that's just that. Um, Luda legend, because that nigga was on the radio. Yeah, hey. He went from radio disc jockey to... Number one hip hop star. He's one of, if not, I ain't gonna say the only because I haven't sat and really thought about this, but one of, if not the best and only niggas to shift from that DJ to rap, which a lot of DJs wanted to do and they weren't accepted on the rap side because they shit wasn't popping. Luda did that shit beautifully, dog. Like he found a really, he found that lane where like, yo, I'm not coming cheesy commercial. Yeah. And I'm not coming super gangster. Yeah. Because you're not going to believe I'm just a nigga on the block selling drugs with all these yeah. guns. And not when I've been on your radio. Yeah. So he yeah. He, he walked that line of like, yeah. oh, I can fuck with it. But that's the thing too, man. Uh, Kind of going back to that masculinity shit, dog. Like hood niggas come in all shapes and sizes, bro. You ain't got to be an OG gangster dope dealing killing ass nigga to be a hood nigga. Looter from the hood. I'm not. A he sh- relate. I'm not a street nigga. I'm just a nigga who grew up in the street. That's it. Like. That's it. Like, come on, dog. Like, me and Jay ain't out here knocking niggas' heads over every day. We did wild shit back in the day. But, yo, we two very well-educated motherfuckers who gonna come up here and talk to y'all. We ain't claiming no street shit, but I will beat your ass. And that's that. That's that. Jay will shoot you. That's that. These is facts. <laughs> like, and it's nothing else to talk about. But we ain't out here claiming to be street-ass niggas, dog. But, and Luda never was. And I think that that helps his career. He wasn't boosting on some shit. Yeah. Trying to be something that he not that nigga was very much so upfront about his shit what i will say shout out to both of them luda and nelly for tip drill and pussy popping nigga y'all gave me two of the best videos shout out to- before i stopped caring about videos <laughs> shout out to um luda for the most respect 
disrespectful jab at Ali. Oh man, man, <laughs> that man! Nigga said, Shout out to Ali. I know he's uh, he, like, cause Ali, <laughs> Ali came out with a couple videos, but yeah. one right before this shit where he was going in. When did Ali get so old, Ali looks like Uncle Phil. Like, like one thousand percent. Like, like he's not that much older than us. Like, no, he not or that maybe much he older. Is. He could be. I don't know. I know he was like apparently Nelly OG, but I ain't think he was like his old OG nigga. Well, Nelly past forty. Yeah, but Ali looked past seventy, that nigga. All gray hair. He had the all gray with the fucking Sherman Helmsley dog. Like it was wow. bad, dog. I was wow. like, yo. A word to my brother Jay, like bald head nigga, y'all can still shave in the quarantine. 100. Like your head is still like easy to. I don't hey. get Charlemagne, dog. Like, hey, what are you doing, fam? Now? Your hair is bugging, Charlemagne. But it's I don't get it. You like, can literally trim that down, dog. Fam, you fuck with Bevel. Like you got you you you, you got all the tools. Your friends with Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, learn from Dame, nigga. If you cut your shit, just put a band aid on it and go back later. I nigga. don't get it. Dog. I don't get it, man. But shout out to them niggas. What's good? What's good? Groom yourselves, dog. Shit. Yeah, I don't know why that's not a thing, dog. Like, as a real man, <laughs> it's a lot of real men out here who don't know how to groom themselves, nigga. Oh, shit. Yo, did you see the thing the other day? Uh, in the in the Facebook group, somebody tagged us in taking naps is gay. <laughs> man. So you're not a real man if you're taking a nap. I just want y'all to know, nigga. Like y'all be so wild. Like y'all be wild <laughs> as fuck. Naps is weak though. What's Last funny night, is I took a I took a fuck I, I unfortunately took a nap like after eight p.m. Oh my god! Uh, and I woke up like um about midnight. Uh, it was it was before I fell asleep before the final dance came on. Okay. And then I woke up like as the episode was going off. So okay. then I was then I stayed up to six o'clock in the morning. Cause, oh man, you was on my shit. <laughs> so hey man, just stop being gay with them naps. Yeah. And stop fucking See, ordering desserts. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What be fucked up is like the only time because I don't really know how to take naps. But the only time I might drift off is if I'm like spooned up with Shorty, and I already been on this pod. Like, yo, I don't mind being a little spooned. So now I'm like, yo, I'm double gay. Double, I'm man. double gay off the nap. Damn, family. Yeah. Oh man, you all know, right. You no longer sis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cis napping. C I S. I'm cis napping. <laughs> no, I'm S I S napping, nigga. When I'm when I'm little sport, <laughs> nigga, from sis to sis. <laughs> you got to change how you say it. Like, oh, look at sis napping. <laughs> Damn, how can we ain't get no other? Why we gotta get? Why sis? Why I gotta be sis? Like, y'all could y'all could call that shit, sir. Like, like y'all y'all couldn't come up with nothing. Y'all niggas is sir gendered. Oh shit, that was fucking great. All right, man, we got a couple, uh, we got a Blackberry letter and then some one of the homies wanted us to talk about. Yeah, let's do this shit. Let's get into this letter, dog. Yeah, I'm thirsty as shit. All right, man, y'all already know the fucking style. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. Why this shit was so frothy? Yeah, it was. (laughs) This shit just fucking, hey, man, pause everything this damn can just did, dog. This shit all in my beard, nigga. All right, man. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. Uh, That's what I think about every time we do the can crack. I do, too. Like. But they got to pause that sound that nigga made. Uh. Uh. <laughs> all right, yo. This week's Blackberry Letter ain't brought to you by nobody, but go follow everybody that's black on the gram, nigga. How about that? So the homie wrote us. Uh, shout out to the homie X. We just going to call him that. He said, question, why is it that a female, 
<laughs> my nigga sis wrong right off top talking about a female can't say female no more which is wild because it's like yo it's biologic all right whatever why is it that a female can freely contact you about a purely sexual rendezvous as many times as they want but you do it to her more than twice and suddenly they get offended talking about they deserve to be more than just a sex partner and they know their worth i appreciate my nigga spelling rendezvous correctly yeah, he probably got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely sound like he's dead in this situation. No, like the Plymouth Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you, ex. In burnt red. <laughs> well, all them bitches was burnt red, dog. Mm. Them and Cavaliers, nigga. All them bitches was red. All right, so why can a woman have a purely sexual relationship with a dude, but when a dude tries to do it and hit her up, he wrong? Like, if I shoot the damn... Looking eyes emoji or, yeah, or some yeah. shit like that. How come I'm wrong and she can do it however many times she wants to? Yeah. Damn, it's raining hard as fuck. Um, uh, it's it's no real answer to this question, dog. And the reason why women toxic, you feel me? You know hey, that's, that's really what it's like, dog. No, that really is what it is. It's like, if we're gonna get into it, I ain't want to say it, but but now that it's on the table, <laughs> no, this is one of them double standards. You know how women are. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but here's the thing. He clearly know how them females be. Like, he know how them females be. No, it is a double standard though. Um, I and it's an unfortunate one, but it's plenty of double standards that exist between the two genders. That is kind of like you just got to deal with it. Because trying to find a logical answer, you will waste your time, dog. Because as soon as you respond to her, like, yo. I'm not your superman. <laughs> yeah. Well, now she's going to tell you ain't a real man if you don't want to come this get that pussy 100%. when she's throwing it. This wow. Wow. Oh, so it wasn't good? Like, damn, I ain't say that. I said I like you and want to get to know you better. I don't want to just be fucking. Like, I'm looking for a wife. I'm looking for a queen. Hey. Hey. Shout out to the early 2000s for never going right into the song. You was going to get 10 right. minutes of beat. <laughs> I slap you off that barstool. <laughs> Leave hand foot all across you. Good load it. Bow it. That's one of that nigga's best songs. 100%. Easy. Um, Yeah, dog. It's just a double standard. Like, don't don't trip off the shit, X. Like, if she's hitting you up and you really on some like, yo, I'm looking for a wife. I don't want to keep just fucking. Like, so it's two ways. Trying to build. So this question is asked with one of two things in mind. Okay. Either A, you would like to continue to hit bitches up just to fuck, <laughs> and you're tired of the pushback, <laughs> or two, you would like to tell somebody that you you know your worth, and you don't want her to keep hitting you up yeah. to fuck. Yeah. Like, once we figure out which one of these that you're writing this from, then we can kind of like- uh, give So let's, a, let's give perspective from both sides. So right. let's talk about the first side. He wants to keep hitting these chicks up that he been fucking for free. Yeah. For the love, it ain't been nothing else but some pussy. And he don't want to stop and build. Because feminists say they should be able to, it's their body, their choice. They should be able to have sex with whoever they want. They not no hoe. It's like, I don't know, you know, feminazis. Hey, man, (laughs) slut walk. Yeah. Hashtag slut walk. All that. Hashtag, uh, what's the sign that nigga 21 Savage was holding when he was with Amber Rose? I'm a hoe too. <laughs> and they, like, hashtag all that shit. Men is hoes too, nigga. Like, uh, he want to keep living out here. Niggas is. <laughs> that might be the cover art, <laughs> nigga. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nigga 21 walking around like I'm a hoe too. Um, but no, dog, sometimes, here's the thing, man. I'm, I'm about to, 
I'm going to give men a little bit of their power back and say that, give me my powers back. You do not have to feel wrong if you are only looking for a purely physical situation. If you are not ready for a relationship, I personally advise you, this is me, I'm Ant, to not get in one. The only thing you have to do is make your intentions clear. Outside of that, you ain't got to do shit else because once you make your intentions clear, you've now empowered that woman to make a decision. She can either give you some pussy, knowing that you ain't looking for nothing else, or she could tell you, you know what? That ain't my style, man. I'm looking for something a little bit deeper than that. Right. And she can go on about her business. But you don't have to feel wrong for wanting what you want. You just have to make sure the woman you're trying to deal with knows what it is you want. Uh, so I'm, be clear. I'm looking for this, uh, I'm looking for this tweet because <laughs> it's about this about, about that right there. Yeah. I will watch Jay look that up. Tell y'all niggas what's going on out here. It's raining. We in the D. It was supposed to be warm this week. It's cold as fuck. It's ugly. My hair long as shit. Quarantine hair. Niggas who ain't bald is not thriving out here, but I lined my shit up earlier today, so I'm feeling handsome. Um, This week's episode of Insecure was mid, you know, not good, not bad. Shit was like a six, but it was funny, though. I laughed harder than I had laughed in a couple episodes. And I laughed really hard at last week's episode. So that nigga George was really funny. We're going to get into the episode in a minute. You found it? Yes. Let's go. So <clears throat> this is the text from me. I know this woman in real life. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what type of shit she be on. So I'm surprised at this answer, by the way, because uh, I've texted her worse. Yeah. Um, it says, so what are you looking for? Mm. The gentleman says, companionship. That with someone intellectually compatible. Some super hot and nasty sex to go with it. Oh boy! Uh, it would be a it'll be well, some super hot nasty sex to go with it would be a welcome plus. And then he said, "And you?" And so her her response was like, "This is what this is what men you barely know think you want to wake up to mm. sick." Mm. And of course, as toxic women do, she posted it online. Of course, not as she ain't post his name or no. Shit yeah, like yeah, that. but no, it's still online because they're gonna Facts. get a, a DM or a text online. To show everybody. Because I could have swore yeah. that a bunch of women said they just want the man to be Keep up, it real. Keep it real up yep. front. If you're looking for this, looking for say that, that. Say that shit up front. And she said, yo, this shit is sick. Yep. Now, the man said companionship, someone he's intellectually compatible with, and the sex portion will be an added benefit. Yep. If I'm getting to know somebody, he said it's the third time they had a, they exchanged or they talked. Like, fam, what you want him to say? My thing is... Isn't that... Like, literally. One, two, three. Them three points. Isn't that what I'm looking... He kept it real. He told you what he wanted. What is it? What else there is there to want? Like, here's the thing, dog. And women, females, (laughs) talking to (laughs) y'all. You can't call these hoes females. (laughs) I'm fucking with (laughs) y'all. Hey, don't call no hoe no bitch. (laughs) Hey, no, y'all, stop calling these bitches hoes, okay? They females. <laughs> yo, yo, please don't cancel us, ladies. We love y'all. This is all a joke. Ann and Jay love y'all, yo. All jokes. Tupac care if don't nobody else care, though. <laughs> Tell y'all that. Um, Back to the bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers is about to be like, unsubscribe, boop, right. delete, uh, this sis nigga. <laughs> I just searched insecure and this came up. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas 59 minutes in and they said shit about insecure. 
All right, nigga. Hour two is where the shit come in. Yo, I don't dog. know what to tell you. And today is going to be like hour two and a half, nigga, because we just up here, dog. Um, <laughs> got 99 problems, but a, but a pod ain't one, god damn it. Y'all will not cancel us before 100. I'm letting y'all know right but now. But the original version makes sense now. It does. But a bitch ain't one. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. All I took was like three sips of this fucking Corona. Dog. And what's funny, dog, on the way up here, I almost, uh, I end up going to 7 Eleven. I ain't got a liquor store, but I almost gonna stop the liquor store and Whew. get some Remy and just be like, yo, nigga, let's just sip, dog. But I was like, man, let me get these. Just get the can cracks back. But, um, women, you can't say that you want a nigga to be upfront. And be honest and be truthful and then be mad at his truth. This why niggas lie to you. This that's literally why niggas lie. Like it ain't no niggas, other way around it. That's why niggas lie, dog. Niggas only lie because they know it works. And they if somebody could be one hundred percent honest with you and it worked more often times than it didn't work, then everybody would be honest with you. But like trial and error say, damn, you tell that bitch the truth. We would tell the truth if it didn't work. It's funny, uh one of my homeboys. I ain't gonna put him out there. It ain't it ain't nobody business. But the nigga was having a whole situation. He got a girlfriend. He was having a whole situation with this other chick, right? Now we was telling that nigga, hey, my nigga, you kinda, you know what I'm saying? You kinda out here wilding a little bit. Like, not only are you fucking around on your girlfriend, but he was doing like he was publicly like I bumped into him in the side at Target. <laughs> and it was like, nigga, you're wilding. Like, keep it in the house if you're gonna do it, nigga, but don't do it. We just we not advocating for the cheat, but Facts. damn nigga, you out here in these streets with old girl. So he was out here wilding. We was telling the nigga he was wilding, he wasn't listening. He a grown man, he gonna do what he wanna do. Cool. The girl knew he had a girlfriend. <laughs> She's never been mad that the nigga had a girlfriend. She got mad. I only know this because I know the girl. She posted what's the story? The close friends. Mm-hmm. She did the close friends story when he posted his girlfriend's birthday. This might have been a month ago, maybe three weeks. He posts, you know, he did the whole, she stood by me, da da da. I love her, dog. Like, if it wasn't for you. Shit, she stood by me while I'm out here fucking other bitch. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, he hit with that. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be shit, dog. I wouldn't be out here getting this unemployment during the quarantine. Like, if it wasn't for her, nigga. And old girl posted a close friends, like, niggas that have a whole bitch and was going like, and it was like, damn, you've always known he had a girl. He's never not been public about his girl, but I guess a little birthday shout out that kind of got deep into how much he love her all of a sudden he the worst nigga in the world to you and i'm like but he told you the truth from the rib but now his truth don't matter no more come on ma you know, you know I, I got, got a wife, wife and even though that pussy tight i'm not gonna jeopardize my life i mean how many times so what is it you want from a nigga i gave you you gave me bitch side note <laughs> female uh, side note swiss said he called him mm. and m and DMX was going, and M was down for the versus battle with DMX, but DMX, DMX said, only want hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why would Eminem and DMX go? That wouldn't make sense. Side note: If you was around outside in '98, yeah. there was an Eminem versus DMX uh, mixtape that was out. Mm. You know, mm. that was before Eminem blew. It was Eminem, yeah. DMX, and uh, Nori for whatever reason was on there and shit. Mm. But like, it had all their songs, but. Yo, and real quick, dog, because when that when DMX came out and said the only nigga he won a battle was Hove, and niggas was saying, oh, DMX get washed, that nigga crazy. Yo. He getting washed, though. Eh, washed? Nah. Lose? Yes. Like, so, so yeah. That, yeah. So, like, it'd be like, I don't know if y'all niggas watch battle, like, 3-0 nobody. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can lose three. Yeah, but you can definitely get thirty out here, dog. But I'm like, if y'all don't remember the time in life where the best rapper alive battle was between DMX and Hove, like that was a thing for a minute, nigga. I only gave you the crown so I can shoot off your fucking head, nigga. That was nigga. That was a Jay Z. They don't know, but. All that to say, DMX ain't just out here gonna be, uh, he shit ain't just sweet because it's against X. That nigga got 20 strong hits. Here's another thing with these battles, since they obviously gonna keep doing them anyway. Jay not a talker. I can't see that happening. No, Jay wouldn't be entertaining during the battle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I feel like Swiss would be with DMX if they battled you know and then he'd be Jay? hyping it up. Who? Jay and Kanye. Mm, but then it'll get nasty because Kanye do all the shit he produced for Jay. <laughs> Kanye turn on watch the thong like, look, that's the only time. And yeah. I would I would love to see that because I want them to be friends again. I do. You I know do. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like both of them are at their best when they're friends. Like yeah. musically, I really feel like not so, that 444 wasn't my shit. I would but pay money to watch that shit. One thousand percent. I will. I will pay money to watch that shit. If I, Jay and, and Kanye did it on some brotherly shit, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like they can exchange stories the whole night. That's the only person I can see um, Jay like talking with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like being nigga Kanye would turn on Big Brother and them niggas to have a whole moment about when Jay first heard Big Brother yeah, in yeah. the yeah. It'll be a thing, dog. Um. I also think we're reaching a point in the battles now where a lot of niggas is too big for this shit. Like, not, you know what I'm saying? Not that anybody's above coming out and entertaining the public during a hard time, but I'm saying, like, too big to get behind. Nigga, Jay not getting on Swiss and Timbaland platform. Not at all. Not at all. That should be broadcast on title. Yeah, nigga, nigga, 1,000%. And neither is Kanye. Neither is Kanye. Niggas was, oh, I need B and Re. Nigga, Beyonce and Rihanna. Let me tell you what they won't be doing, nigga. This <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> like, uh, it won't happen, dog. My cousin brought this up and she's like, um, all these free concerts and everything is cool. But like the second that Beyonce decides to charge one dollar for her twenty three million fans or some shit like that. It's over. This shit is over with. It's over. When she can literally I post this shit on Twitter. Like if Beyonce did a streaming concert mm-hmm. for one dollar, how many people you think paying that dollar and tuning in? Nigga, if she got you said twenty three million followers, so roughly. Um, so if if Beyonce has twenty three million followers and did a free con- or did a concert for a dollar, Beyonce is making twenty million dollars minimum, minimum. So then you start asking yourself, does Beyonce make twenty million dollars when she goes on regular tour? Cause she can make that shit in one night from an empty stage somewhere. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you add up, oh, she did twenty. St- yeah, does she make twenty million dollars from the entire store, like herself? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I know that the the, the the tour grosses hundreds gross, of millions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, how she, much is she bringing in? Yeah, because yeah. like now this shit is gonna change. Mm-hmm. Because if you only charging a dollar, people who not Beyonce fans is tuning in for that fucking dollar. Facts. I'm tuning in for the dollar. I'm tuning in just to be. I want to see. I'm tuning she in. Always gonna and a- what's going to be funny is, nigga, not only are people tuning in who are fans and non-fans, nigga, Beyonce do that shit. She'll bring back a- the Zoom parties to turn into a thing again, like where it's like niggas get some energy behind their Zoom. Yeah. Now niggas is tired of Zooming. Y'all already know I don't want to do that shit. But niggas would be dressed, like chicks would be dressed on their Zooms. Niggas would be group FaceTime and they'll be on house party. They'll be on all that shit. Like Beyonce yeah. do that and charge a dollar. Everybody panic. And I don't think Rihanna's too far behind. If she did it, 
don't know how many followers she got, but it, let's say Rihanna also had twenty three million. Mm, I think she'd get about fifteen million followers to come in and tune in for a dollar, like do- worldwide. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like these is the biggest artists in the world, so that's where with these versus battles we starting to run out of room because it's like, yo, this shit is getting kind of like. Like I would love to see mm. Nas, but like, who would you put Nas against? Nas another one like Hove. He ch- he too chill, dog. I like, wouldn't even want to see Nas yeah. versus Hove because like. They their music is totally different. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I don't want so it's certain shit. All right, we talk about legends with this battle shit. I don't like seeing legends get talked about incorrectly. Like and Nas, I feel like depending on who he battled, he, you who would he battle? He, he if you let's just put him against Hove because that's the you know biggest battle of our like early hip hop youth, whatever, whatever. Like, niggas will look at Nas and, like, be disrespectful if that nigga battle Because Hove clearly got bigger songs or more of them. More commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got bigger. So, because Swiss and them always say, yo, when you do the battles, it got to be 20 hits. We talking hits. Hove got 20 bigger hits than Nas does. Nas has 20 hits. But are they bigger than Hove's? Nah. Nah. Like, he'll have some wins in there for sure. But I'm like, depending on the fucking catalog that niggas come with, Nas could get washed and then and by wash we mean 3-0 nobody and then get disrespected dog I don't want to see legend get disrespected or like like Manny Fresh got disrespected dog and I ain't like that because Manny Fresh lost he fucked that up yeah but you played Juvenile and the Lil Wayne album yeah for the whole time and it's like yo and that was a like them beats don't sound better than like they just don't sound better Manny Fresh was a victim of I was the in-house producer for a label on that label, we had a sound the same way that the Motown sound was in the early fucking 1940s through the 1960s. Nigga, that sound was the same. Cash Money sound was the same because we had one nigga producing. And and, and he produced all this shit with all the equipment he had before we got on. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was like yeah. 1998, um, my basement studio shit, not yeah. like our universal budget. And it wasn't until Cash Money was sort of falling into the second wave of cash money that he started doing beats for when he went and gave T.I. beat down low and gave Jeezy. Cause them, them records sounded so much better, man. When he played those, it was like refreshing, right? Like, Oh, he won that one. Or at least he in the battle that round, nigga. Like, but it was just like, damn, nigga Storch has worked with so many different artists. And when you working with different artists, you're not going to sound the same on your production dog. So, um, I would love, I know it wouldn't happen, but I would love if, I don't even want him to battle. I just want that nigga to come out and play the shit that he did just to get his fucking crown, dog. So I Danger. Would, I, would, I want Danger to just come out and play all the shit niggas think is Timbaland beats. I would love for that to happen with, say, nah, so how JD and Dallas Austin did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we didn't battle. We got on there and we told stories behind these songs. These big-ass hits that we've had. Yeah. So you want to put Nas up there? He want to go live with, like, Large Professor or or, or Primo or somebody, and they di- they discuss how huge and how these records came about? Yeah. Um, I'm with that. Yeah, man. Um, All right, so real quick, before we get into the episode, I got one more thing. It's Blackberry Letter-ish, but one of my homegirls experienced this shit, and she said she wanted us to talk about it on the pod. So we're going to talk about it, man. Met this dude, right? He hit her. He was off her DMs from the rip. Like, he came at her. They started talking. Nigga was persistent. He was consistent. He was getting at her. Shit was cool. They went on dates. I've personally run into them on a date before. Okay. 
nice looking dude. He was well mannered. Nigga shook my hand like a man. Nigga, I ain't have to bust his ass at the restaurant or no shit like that. He was cool. Dog seemed normal. Apparently they've been out. They've been fucking. It was protected though. So was it really serious? I don't know. Y'all still wearing condoms? I don't know if she liked them, liked them, but you know she was giving niggas some pussy. So uh, she said all of a sudden out of nowhere, like the nigga went from like flowers, cards, and candy type nigga, and then cards and candy. Yeah, he went from that to um, when the quarantine happened, a close family member of his got COVID someone he's around a lot so because of that she was like you know i paused on seeing the nigga understandable you want to make sure a hey, 14 days he don't got nothing because he be with somebody who got sick right i get it but during that two weeks i guess the nigga was trying to get some pussy you know and she was constantly telling him like nah you know i ain't really blah 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 i don't know if she told him like it's because your family had covid yeah and i want to make sure you don't got it but she was kind of not really fucking with dog for a couple weeks. So in the midst of that, he got some quarantine dog had to find what he had to find dog. And, uh, she texted this nigga long story short. She texted this nigga last Wednesday. Hey, what's up? How you doing? And he ain't hit her back. So she was hitting me like, yo, what's up with dog? Like, should I hit him again? And I'm like, yes, get a nigga. Cause I'm like during this time, you also don't want to be assumptive about what people are dealing with. You could have hit him in a, the nigga said his people had COVID. He might have had it. He could be dead. He might not. So then she hit me like, well, I know the nigga's alive. I literally said he might be dead. She was like, I know he's alive because he be all on my Insta stories. Like, I be seeing that he watched my stories. So I'm like, damn, he on the gram. He on the phone. That's a bad look. He ain't hit you back. And then so she hit him. She took my advice. She hit him again Saturday. So she hit him Wednesday. He never said nothing. Hit him again Saturday. And she was like, yo. And I was like, you know, I told her lead with like, hey, are you okay? I ain't heard from you. Like, want to make sure you all right. She ain't do that. She just said, yo. I was like, all right, Chris Brown, you on your shit. Um, But she said that dry ass, yo, the nigga finally responded. And I'm going to tell you what the nigga said. Oh, shit. She sent me the screenshot. This is is good. Oh, no, no, no. This is all juicy, baby. Uh, Do, 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 do. Let me go to info. Where the photos Da, 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 da. No, this ain't no hypothetical shit. No, 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 no. We about to read this right off the top, man. Damn. Why it ain't in photos? Let me go to this. Because I want to read y'all exactly what Dog's excuse was for not hitting back. And it's fucked up because he handled it right, but it was also wrong how he handled it. In the same shit. Y'all will see it in a minute as soon as I find the text. All right. So she hit him with the yo Saturday. Finally, the nigga hit back. He said, hey. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, yes. (laughs) Did you yell me? Attitude, though. Because now, because her last few texts, nigga, hey, how you doing? Da-da-da. On Wednesday, and now it's the dry ass yo. So he said, hey. She said, yes. He said, I meant to text you back on Friday, but I couldn't really move. Just saying hello. She said, why not? Like, why you couldn't move? He said, I had a really, I had really, really bad back spasms, got high to ease the pain, and laid on the floor for the last two days. So that would be Friday and Saturday. Because he meant to text her back Friday, but he hit her back Saturday. So why your ass in my uh, stories then, my nigga? Man, because you've been in my stories since Wednesday when I first hit you. And she said, well, that sucks. 
But I hit you up Wednesday also and no response. All right, fam. Look, don't, don't, don't. So look, look, look. But this is where he handled it right. Okay. He said, you're absolutely right. And I'm not going to give an excuse for my lack of reply. I like that energy because I'm taking the fucking onus for that. Like I, I took ownership for it. And she said, honestly, I didn't know what was happening once you didn't respond to me Wednesday. And when a friend of mine told me she saw you out Thursday evening after you didn't reply Wednesday, I was even more confused because Wednesday I thought you're not hitting me back. Something was wrong. Plus, you're supposed to be laid out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. And then so she was like, so I said, is this nigga about to ghost me in the quarantine or what? I definitely thought we were better than that, but I'm not sure about that anymore because we went from hitting me up and talking every day to you not hitting me back. And he said, no, I wasn't ghosting you. I definitely wouldn't do that. And yeah, I saw your friend at the store across the street from my house. I really just been chilling and not up to much. I should have communicated better. So he handled it right after handling it wrong. But now it's fucked up because as a dude, especially 2020, once you handle it wrong, nigga, we cancel culture, nigga. They be done with you, dog. Like He's so like done with too. So I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he ain't. So look, I told her, being the nigga I am, I said he probably hurt his back fucking a chick that was giving him some pussy in the quarantine. Could be. And now the nigga saw her and he was laying on the floor because that's probably where she left him. She probably rode that nigga on the floor to infinity. And he couldn't get up, nigga. Listen, man. He could have thought y'all was in a better place um, before the quarantine. Yeah. And he he figured because y'all was so much in a better place. was fucking and talking, talking and fucking. Before quarantine, he didn't think the quarantine rules apply for him. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. once you made the quarantine rules apply for him. Yeah. He's like, well, shit, I guess we not as close as I thought he was. Yeah. Let me fall back. You don't want to see me. That's okay. I'm going to just find somebody who do. Wait, even if he didn't find nobody who do, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, oh, shit, I thought we was different. So, well, fuck it. Yeah. You, um, you, think, you think I got the shit. But that go back to uh, having sex with rubbers. Clearly, you don't like them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I'm a, hey, man, wrap up, man. Strap up. <laughs> up out here, dog. You don't like a motherfucker if y'all ain't had a pregnancy scare. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't really fucking if you don't pee and it burn a little bit and you wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Then you got to go drink some water to see if it clear that up. (laughs) I do not love these hoes at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't love them. You be like, damn, was that a burn burn or did I just drink a lot of pop? You don't know, nigga. Smell like crown, feel like burn, nigga. You never know. (laughs) All right, man. So to the homie dog, fuck that nigga. And to him, hey, fuck her. Y'all went in a relationship, so ain't no... uh, like set rules like yo y'all was kicking it it sound like he might not be on the he was on some everyday shit and then the quarantine came you kind of played him hey it is what what it is i'll tell you what i don't know if this is right wrong toxic or whatever yeah um but like when you not like officially with somebody yeah yeah. it's no titles nothing like that and like you ready to like not have that like what you have feelings for the person you care about them but you don't Sometimes, like, I don't want to go through all that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have the the long conversation and, yo, I don't think this. and Like, sometimes you don't want to do that shit. And so, like, subconsciously, you just avoid it. Yeah. I think that, um, again, to your point, when you're not in a relationship. Sorry, expectations ruin everything. Expectations ruin shit, but also like we talk about a week communication ruin shit but also 
dog, just like women always kind of get in a bag of, yo, I don't have to explain shit to this nigga. He not my husband. He not my boyfriend. Dudes go through that too. Like, yo, I meant to hit you back Wednesday. I didn't. My fault. I was asleep. So, like dog said, yo, I really just been chilling. Like I saw your friend at the store across the street from my crib. I ain't slight, slight check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't see her on a date. I ain't see her out. And even if I did, I'm not your man. But I seen her at the store. I probably went over there to get some liquor and come back and relax and enjoy my fucking quarantine, dog. Like this shit kind of for everybody. So here's what I'm doing during the quarantine. Dog. Why your friend know who I look like? And I don't know your friend. Mm, Cause you liked him. She liked him, and she ain't want to say it. But now well, no, she, she mad. did. See, yeah, oh no, no, no. He said, "Yeah, I did see your friend." But all that to say, dog, fuck your friend. Like your friend, I'm like, yeah, I seen her, and she ain't buy my liquor, so I don't owe her shit neither, nigga. And I don't owe you no explanation because you ain't my girl. But if we dating, yeah, like he said, I could have communicated that better when I didn't hit you back Wednesday. But then I fucked my back up. I think I even like talking. Yeah, and that's the thing, dog. During this quarantine. I'm very much like mindful, mainly because I've been through a lot of shit over the last month. And I know that there are people who have also been through a lot of shit. So I'm trying to be mindful of, yo, when niggas ain't hitting you back as fast as normal or as as quick as you might want them to. Niggas is being kind of short when they talk to you or they not talking to you at all. Can't take it personally. Some days during this shit, niggas just don't want to talk. It's a lot happening. People stressed out. People not working. People not getting their money. People not nigga shit. People tired of their husbands and wives and their children. They in the house stuck. Everybody ain't in the mood to talk, man. So you can't uh you can't personalize. So what she what she want to do with dude? I told her, yo, like if you ain't really thinking that he's serious because he went a few days without hitting you up, I ain't mad at that, but I was like, do turn nigga, that nigga in. Do a nigga got to talk to you every day? See, here's the thing. When y'all not even in the relationship? Her point was, that's what we normally do. We normally talk every day, and then all of a sudden, you just disappeared from Wednesday to Saturday, and I had to hit you a second time around to get you to respond to the first shit you ain't replied to four days ago. So, no niggas don't have to hit you up every day, but I do say this to men and women. Don't set a precedent you ain't trying to keep up. <laughs> I don't, I mean, don't do that. Don't hit her up every day and then stop hitting her up because she going to think something up. But that's not necessarily fair, though, because like when I first meet you in the conversation, like so if I have a really good conversation with you yeah. on Monday and I want to talk to you on Tuesday, do I not call you so I don't have to? Call, you know what I'm saying? Like No, no, no. But like so I'm not about to be like, yo, I was going to call it a day, but yeah. that's going to be three in a row. So I'm going to stop. And then wait, like I'm not doing no, no. That but shit. that's what I'm saying. If you want to talk to her every day, hit her up every day. I'm just saying, know that, especially with women, once you break that pattern, they finna start questioning shit. Like we not, we know how women operate, bro. Once if you hitting her up Monday through Friday, and then Saturday night you don't, and then she hits you like, "Hey, how you doing?" and you don't say nothing back. Oh, nigga, she finna question you, dog. Like that's just whether y'all together or not. That's just what it is. So. Be careful of the fucking patterns you set, because when folks get used to something and they like it, they're going to want it to continue, dog. I'll never do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if we talk every day and then you don't call me, <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, yo, why didn't you call me yesterday? We think shit never, differently, though. You know what I'm saying? Because I never, yeah. like, I just don't do that. Yeah. Even if I thought it, like, damn, what, what shorty is? She yeah. you know, ain't talked in a couple of days. I might give you a call if yeah. I want to. If I want to talk to you, I'm going to call you. And I will say I'm proud of the homie for hitting him up Saturday because she was very much against that on Friday when I said do it. 
And then she did it anyway, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm proud you at least hit him, dog. And you yeah. like you didn't say, oh, the nigga never hit me back Wednesday. I'm done, like, cause I know her. She'll be done in a minute. You know her too. I'll tell you offline, but that she'll just be through, nigga. So I was like, all right, I'm at least happy you like, hey, and you tap back in with dog. Yeah. But nigga, sound like he really just been chilling, man. And I like I said, I met dog. He seemed nice enough. He listened to our photograph pot. They went to go see the movie. And then he listened to the pod. So when I seen him, this was maybe three weeks after that. Yeah. He was like, yo, that podcast was dope. Like, y'all, we we listened in the car after the movie. That shit was hard. So I was like, That's yeah, he all right with me, man. Like, well, a nigga listen to the pod. Uh, anybody listen to the pod, I'm, you know. Yeah. Nah, I think old girl was wrong. I ain't going to say he a bad nigga. <laughs> like, I mean, my man is on point. I ain't going to say he a bad nigga. nigga mad cordial. Hey, you hey. Me? <laughs> nigga shook my hand. He didn't buy me a drink, though, so he might be a fuck nigga. I don't know, nigga, because when you see me, act like I'm famous. Nigga, buy me something, dog. Give me a gift. All right, man. Let's get into this episode, dog. Yeah. Hour and 25 in. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, shout to everybody who be like, I was just searching the insecure hashtag, nigga, because y'all really going to wonder when the fuck are we talking about insecure, nigga. Slight recap from from last week, though. Yeah, yeah. We got like a lot of- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's tap in on it, dog. Yeah. Shout Shout out to everybody. So, listen- like, it wasn't my goal last week just to set out to defend, yeah, like Issa. But that's how it came. Yeah, across. yeah. And it wasn't my goal to set out to defend Molly. You know what I'm saying? But I like to have the uh, the other side of the, yeah. the coin. But shout out to everybody who was on my t- on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas pick sides. And, like and, oh, on. niggas definitely fell on sides. <laughs> but then shout out to everybody that got quiet when I went back and got some proof on some Woo. shit because it was some proof out here. That I heard, was I heard I seen niggas in their thing like. Going against the proof, nigga, and like, I was like, "Fam, I literally cited episodes and scenes." Like, yo, here's where it was said, and niggas was like, "No, he absolutely wasn't." Do-. And I said, "But he was." So look, here's one of the because I was all I was just trying to disprove some shit. So I'm yeah. gonna tell you how I got here. There's another group that people, I it may be like ten or eleven people, keep trying to add me to join, and I haven't joined it, but I kind of want me and Jay to go join it. And then just cause mayhem in that bitch. It's called Insecure, a discussion group. It's on Facebook. Everybody in that bitch be wrong. I just want to throw that out there, nigga. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all now. It's so many wrong. And some of the opinions, even if they're not wrong, they're so like, you can tell they're so personal. Yeah. That niggas forget about what's happening on the show. And they just, they be 500 comments deep on like wrong information, dog. And they be going. They be literally on there arguing. So people keep saying, yo, Aunt, you should join this. They keep tagging me to join. I haven't joined it, but because I got an invite, I can see it on my wall now. Like, only thing about that, like, I don't necessarily mind, right? But, like, I don't want that shit to ever influence the show. What I'm thinking about. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, And the only reason I want to join on the flip side of that is I'm like, there are a lot of members. Because this is a, it's been around since season one of Insecure. Okay. Um, So it's a lot of members. So I'm like, man, this would be a great place to pub the podcast. Are we in that bitch? But I'm like, whoo, it's so, like, dog, the opinions in there, how niggas was choosing sides with me and your arguments, in there, they sides is already chose, nigga. You fall in on which side you on, nigga, because they go hard, dog. Every di- different seasons, there's different levels Woo! of toxicity that each person Woo! But it, No, in there, it's one level, nigga. You either like Molly or Issa. You either like Lawrence or you like Issa. Like, Nick, they don't even, it's funny, in that group, I've seen a lot of people who didn't like Condola well before she did that fuck shit. At Thanksgiving, they just didn't like Condola because she was Issa's or Lawrence's new girl. 
nigga, nobody in there calls her Condola. They call her all. They be like, yeah, what this bitch Constance come up to the block party for? Condoleezza. Condoleezza. Con- like, they just be going in on SeaWorld. Like, look at Carnival. I was like, yo, y'all are bugging, dog. And I'm like, she ain't do shit to none of y'all. But all that to say, in that group and then on Twitter, because I saw this on Twitter as well, there was a theory that Con... I was about to call her Condoleezza. <laughs> Condola stopped Schoolboy Q from performing at the block party last week. And they said on season three finale, when her and Issa met up after the little um, last dragon in the park and talked about the block party, Issa was telling her her biggest concern was securing a headliner. And Condola replied, oh, we're going to find you a headliner. I'm going to holler at my contacts at Rock Nation and we're going to get you somebody. So they was like, fast forward. Schoolboy Q was the contact that she got from Rock. And I was like, Schoolboy Q's not on Rock Nation. He's not a Rock Nation managed artist. TDE. He's TDE managed, produced, signed. <laughs> like, he's all TDE, dog. Top Dog do all that shit. Nigga. Top Dog does it all. <laughs> like, if y'all think a Top Dog artist is on Rock Nation, <laughs> y'all are bugging the fuck out. I just want to say that. Shout out to TDE. Um, so then I started, like, I was going through the comments and niggas was hitting with the, uh, with the Weebay face, like, wow, condola, I can't believe, and they just, nigga, 500 comments. It's like conspiracy uh, start. Nigga! <laughs> like, you mean to tell me? Dog, they were like, in shock, like, I can't believe, that seemed like some shit Condoleezza would do, and I was like, she ain't do it, though, like. Lead Coast Law out of this shit. And, to further that point. Nigga, sir, is on TDE, and he performed at the block party, so he, he should have been the headliner. I never know why they hyped him up or hyped Vince Staples up. I love Vince Staples. I love Vince Staples. I think he's one of the best personalities in music, and don't nobody even know. But damn, y'all just kind of let Sir be on there like he wasn't nobody, dog. I'm like Vince Staples make music specific. Like his music goes good with festivals. Facts, facts. But I'm like, Sir is Inglewood, Sir. You a nigga named Inglewood Sir couldn't have headlined the Inglewood Block Party, nigga. Wild, whatever, dog. But all that to say, that little theory about Condola pulling uh, Schoolboy Q led me down a rabbit hole of I just want to start dispelling like wrong shit. Yeah, and nigga went back to episode one, season one, and I'm telling y'all because y'all ain't got these Lawrence bars. Yo, y'all ain't got to do nothing that we do when we go research. All I'm asking y'all to do. Is watch season one, episodes one through three. That's it. Probably a total of about an hour and 15 minutes of TV. Every answer on Insecure that you have needed an answer for will be answered in the first three episodes of the series, dog. Lawrence was not out of work for two years, not for four years, not for no years. When we were introduced to him, Lawrence was out of work for two weeks. He had been in the job market for two weeks. Season one, episode three, he goes to meet with a headhunter. He's like, dog, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't understand how I'm not doing well in these interviews and why nobody's calling me back. Her response was, you only been looking for a job for two weeks or you only been in the market for two weeks. And he was like, I know, but, you know, I, I just, my last, so what he explained to her was he had a company that folded. It wasn't Woot Woot. He had never started Woot Woot. He's a tech nigga. They have companies all the time that fold, nigga. He had one, it folded. And the head uh, headhunter explained to him, the biggest concern with employers is that you have a lot of gaps in employment. He wants to be an entrepreneur. 
So sometimes he's going to go work for the man. Sometimes he's going to go work at Best Buy. Sometimes I'm going to try to start woo-woo. Sometimes he works at Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Hey, I got fucking gaps in employment because I'm trying to get my own shit off in between. I'm trying to be Issa. I'm trying to hustle the way I know how to hustle. Most importantly, I'm trying to stay within my passion. I do tech. So even when he had the convo with Issa about going to work at Best Buy, when he was like, that just ain't what I want. And she was like, you need to bring in a check type nigga. And he like... But Best Buy, though? Like, so what's so funny is shit, um, when I was in school for mm-hmm. tech, electronic and computer technology, mm-hmm. I got a job at Best Buy. Yeah. And I was in um, in home audio. Yeah. It just so happens that we I was actually learning. Like, I had to, I built a microphone, built yeah. a speaker. I built an AMF and radio from scratch, right? Mm. So we learned about ohms and resistance and the whole nine yards. So like, it just so happens that, like, at the same time that I was going through uh, radio and yeah, speaker yeah. shit. I got a job at Home Depot and Home Audio, and I was the fucking man over there. Yeah, because I can. Cause that was your shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what kind of speakers you got? Oh, we got to match you with some. We got to make you make sure your impedance is matching. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Even if you can get a higher wattage, but if your impedance yeah. is mismatched, so I was, was like talking that talk. It was cool, but like as we got out of the electronic, I mean, we got out of the um electronic part and went into the technology and the yeah. computer part. I latched on to the computer side yeah, yeah i can still do the 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 soldering different shit and resistors and transistors and capacitors all that but shit. but you was on some other shit now but i wanted to be more or less on the computer side so yeah. when i left school i went and got a job doing computer repair the whole night i didn't want to do that other shit no more because yeah. my my mind is somewhere else like so once you move into that i'm not trying to go back to best buy i'm going into and fam lawrence had just had a company and wanted to start a company related to building his own app going to best buy he was beyond best buy and i get why he ultimately went and worked there because he's a <laughs> yo i don't i'd rather go work here than keep fucking fight with my girl so all that to say from where we were introduced to that nigga he was only out of work two weeks rumor number one dispelled rumor number two lawrence did not forget her birthday a lot of people hate or women hate lawrence because he seemed like the shitty, out of work, broke, bummy boyfriend. Wasn't he at like the liquor store, like a convenience store looking for a gift or some shit? Before that. Before we even got to that. So on her actual birthday, her plans were dinner with Molly by themselves. It was just the two of them. And then a movie with Lawrence. So what happened was she came from dinner with Molly, got home, and Lawrence was in there sitting on the couch watching TV. She said, um, are you going to get dressed? What time the movie start? That nigga said... Damn, babe. He was like, I really just ain't in the mood to go. I had a, I bombed the interview that I had earlier today. And he was like, I just, I know I fucked it up and I'm in a bad mood. Granted. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Go to, if y'all only plans was to go to the movies for her birthday, go get your mind. As a nigga who uses the movies as therapy, go get your mind off something for two hours, dog. Go escape. Go live your life. But he didn't forget her birthday. They didn't, they just didn't execute the plan. Yeah. Going to the show. So. Yeah, bad boyfriend point, sure. So y'all mean to tell me that because y'all ain't go to the movies, this is a horrible relationship? But look, hold up. This is where it got really fucking wild. In the scene where that nigga says, babe, can we just do something later this week? He was like, I just want to stay in. We can order some food, and I just want to chill. In that scene, she says, all right, well, I guess so. Clearly, she got an attitude. It's her birthday. We had plans. We ain't going. She sits down and starts back DMing Daniel. The whole series opens up with her DM and Daniel, by the way. I just want to, like, she rapping in the mirror, and then it does the fucking insecure, like, 
uh, promo logo mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the very first actual scene of the show is her DMing Daniel on Facebook. In this scene with Lawrence where he says, I don't want to go to the movies for your birthday. She like, all right, whatever. And she sits on the couch and turns to the right and DMs Daniel, nigga. And Daniel was like, I miss you. And she hit him back. Like, I miss you too. Right next to her, nigga. Come on, son. Like, that wasn't even fucking cool, dog. But then the motherfucking scene that I want to play to take us back to the whole Molly shit. Because this Molly shit was real, dog. Um, season one Molly, though. Season one Molly. But it kind of breaks down who Molly was the entire fucking rest of the season. So let me go to this. Da, 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 da. Pull this. Uh, where is this shit at? There we go. Hi. Right. Um do, 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 do. Alright, so we are going to pause that. Where is the thing? Alright. And if the sound is bad, I recorded it off my phone on the TV, so whatever. Y'all kiss my ass. But you can't shut the fuck up. Damn. What did I say? The only reason we can that fit right ass club tonight is so that you can hook up with Daniel. I didn't even know he was gonna be there. Stop it. You knew. This was always about you. It was about you too. It's not like a joke to you. So no, real talk. Cause it's bad enough that I got to deal with real trifling niggas and real untraditional niggas on a daily basis. Not gonna worry about dealing with a trifling best friend. You made a joke of my heartbreak up there. I didn't mean to. I didn't think about it like that. Damn problem, Ethan. You don't stop to think about the shit you do can actually affect others. Are you kidding me? My whole life is about how shit affects others, okay? My job, my boyfriend, you. I care about how shit affects you too. I always listen to you. Nigga, you only listen to me because I make you feel better about you. Mm. This is bullshit. I didn't even want to go out tonight. You drag me out here. Then I meet a decent dream. Me, you should be in our best Jared's letters. What if he was the one? Oh, that's it. I'll never know. Never know. they acted on that episode yeah yeah like they they didn't even sound like they weren't in their bag yet that was pilots time yeah yeah, yeah. i mean literally episode one season one so for those who don't know that scene was uh after Issa did the broken pussy rap at the club the whole reason they was at the club molly's boyfriend or nigga she was kicking it with told her you know what i'd rather just be friends um and Issa was like oh girl let me take you out for drinks so you can take your mind off it she was really just trying to look for a reason to go see daniel at the club told lawrence lawrence wanted to have dinner that night at the crib he was like yo i'm a cook i'm a whatever and she was like mm, i'm going out with molly like she had a bad day i'm taking my girl out she was just going to fuck with daniel dog and she just needed a reason to all three of those things can be true at the same time and you, do, you do need to get your mind off that fuck shit yeah. and i do want to meet a nigga at the club two for one but look at what molly said yo i ain't even want to go out tonight you dragged me out the house Hey, know your friend. Like, she might, a little one-on-one girls' night at the crib, and she had told Lawrence, I'm staying at Molly's. And Lawrence, because this is when Lawrence thought they was broke up. Like, he was like, wait, are you breaking up with me? And she literally walked out the house and said, I'm staying at Molly's. Like, she never said, yes or no, I'm breaking up. 
So when he bumped into her at the Rite Aid getting her birthday card, he was like, East, what the fuck? You ain't been answering my calls. I don't know where you've been at. Her whole plan wasn't even to stay. It was to stay at Molly's till Daniel texted her and said, what you doing? While they were in the middle of that argument in the car. Yeah. Then, trash, trash. Yeah, yeah. Then she was like, oh, well, girl. Um, And that's when she replied to the text. For those who couldn't see the scene, she said, on my way. Because I was going to stay at Molly's, but now Molly mad at me. So you know what? Let me go over here to Daniel crib. Got over to Daniel shit. They was making out in the car. And then she stopped that nigga and she was like, oh, I just can't keep doing this. I can't go from one relationship to another. And Daniel was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Relationship? Relationship? <laughs> relationship? <laughs> that nigga was like, "I." He, he literally said, I don't know if I said something to give that vibe off. Like, But I was just, we literally opened this up. We ain't seen each other since college. Like, I'm just trying to see what's good. Nigga, I ain't really trying to go with you today. Um, And then she got mad at Daniel and went back over to Molly's. Not because she wanted to go check on her friend, but because now I can't stay at Daniel crib. So now I got to go back where I was going to stay from the beginning. All that to say, I posted it just to let niggas know. Me and Jay have been talking shit about Molly since the beginning of time, nigga. For those who took last week's episode as me being like a Molly fan, no, nigga, Molly been trash. But I've said it a million times. But what I noticed last week was that people forgot how trash Issa was. And I needed to just... Throw in some reminders that neither one of them have been the greatest friend you ever wanted, dog. <laughs> like they've been pretty, and every time they've I been pretty normal. But look, because so when I say that is because yeah. whoever your best friend is, y'all probably got like mm-hmm. no one is perfect all the time. Facts, facts. So and that was my other thing when niggas was like, well, what has Molly done for Issa to make her a user? And every I named all the shit Molly ever did for Issa, and everybody was like, that sound like regular friend shit to me. Yes, it does. But here's where everybody got quiet when I was like, but what has Issa done like regular friendship for Molly? And niggas stopped writing me back. The only person who write me back said this, and I'm quoting it. She said, Issa brought laughter into Molly's life. She brought her joy, end quote. And I was like, you dog. Me joy. Anita joy. Baker face ass, nigga. So all that to say, I think the writers of this show from the beginning have been trying to show us that their relationship has never been as strong as we might have perceived like there have been like clear signs and clear like gaping holes in their relationship we just never acknowledged them because they was always dealing with relationship issues or i kind of think like well because this show came from like awkward black girl right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Issa is always like slightly a little splash of down syndrome retarded you know and <laughs> she you know what i'm saying so like when, she kind of lives on dumb innocence yeah uh, yeah in, in real life yeah. so like when 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 she get cussed out it's like it's real but it's like that's kind of like yeah yeah you kind of so it's easy to feel bad for Ethan when people check her because it's like you know that do some, she really understand what's going on here? and like do she really mean harm like do she even get what she did and i don't so one thing molly said in that scene was Bitch, you always do this type of shit, and it's always about you. And Issa was like, no, it'd it be about you. It'd be about work. It'd be about my boyfriend. But it's like, yeah, it do, but no, it don't. And the problem is you never get when it don't. Um, And I think that's where Molly's frustration came early and, and where it came late. So all that to say, man, Lawrence ain't as trash as we thought. Molly and Issa ain't as dope as you might have thought. And uh, everybody on this show has issues. Except the one nigga who wasn't doing shit but trying to, well, no, even Daniel was a whole ass nigga at one point. Yeah, Daniel came, because, oh, so another thing, 
I was just spelling rumors all fucking weekend. So a lot of people was like, yo, because uh, somebody in that group, that insecure group was like, yo, why do we hate uh, Tasha Bank Bay so much? Why did y'all hate her so much? And people was like, women had a good reason. They was like, yo, Lawrence had one of them little times when he worked at Best Buy and met her at lunch. He told her he had a girlfriend. And then two episodes later, she came up to Best Buy with her titties out looking for batteries, talking about, yo, um, when I leave here, I was going to go get some jalapeno poppers if you want to meet. And Lawrence was like, yo, I told you I had a girlfriend. Like, I don't know if I made that clear, but I said it two episodes ago at lunch. I got a girl. So niggas was mad. But I'm like, why wasn't none of them same chicks mad at Daniel? Because Issa was very clear about the fact she had a nigga. Daniel ain't care. Nigga, get in the studio and let me pop. Like, whatever, dog. So last thing, though. Last thing. And then we're going to talk about this week's episode. We've been telling y'all Molly was trash from the rip. Literally from the beginning. And everybody, we, me and Jaden got some fucking commentary of our discussion. Go back to last season. We was talking about insecure. Motherfuckers was telling us, oh, y'all just hypocrites. And oh, why when a woman is powerful and got a job and da, 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 da. We was getting all the shit in the world because her trashness was aimed at dudes. For the most part, she was trash with drove she was trashed with zadina she was trashed with all these niggas she dated on the show she had been trashed with even andrew in the beginning but now that she being trashed toward Issa, all the women mad at her and i'm like wait what happened to all the mollies who oh i relate to molly i i get it it's hard being a powerful professional black woman like it ain't hard no more and now y'all get it because she being trashed to a girl y'all ain't care when she was fucking over all them dudes and she was being a terrible girlfriend y'all just care when she being a bad friend all right, whatever. So, yeah, man, if anybody ever want to argue insecure with me, um, I have time Mondays and Fridays because I'm not at work. So y'all hit me up. Let me know. I can get you bars all day. And if I'm wrong, you got to prove it. I'm wrong. Uh, Don't write it if you can't cite it, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. Now, this week, we coming off last week's episode, The Block Party, man. If y'all don't remember, quick refresher, Block Party went off. It seemed like it was going great. And then... It was till it wasn't. Right at the end of the night, Issa and Molly got into an argument, and it went off with the two of them in a very, very uh, confusing space, right? So this week's episode opens up with, was it the night or the day after, or was it like some time? I couldn't really catch the timeline. Um, I think it was- Been I, a couple days, no, maybe? I think it was the next day. It was the next day? Yeah. All right. So this week, we get Issa waking up, and uh, it's the day after, and obviously, she's still thinking about what happened at the block party. But she's she's like real like and she's literally playing in her head. Yeah, yeah. what Molly what Molly said to her specifically about being a user. Yeah. Um. So she she's sitting there laying in her bed. She hearing all of Molly's words about being a user, and it got her to thinking like, dog, I ain't a user. But more importantly, I don't want that to be the perception that I'm a user, nigga, because that ain't how I feel in my heart. Yeah. Um. Again kind of that blind innocence man like yo i that don't be my intention so if i don't want people thinking i'm a user so the first thing she did when she got up she called nate well no i think um what ended up happening first is she walked into the bathroom and she oh, had a com- mirror wraps yeah she had yeah, a conversation yeah. with herself and um initially she was like man i think i gotta go um apologize or some shit and um, then her other self was like, no, nah, you always the one that to have to call and apologize, blah, blah, blah. So she got herself yeah. together. Um, Nate calls her and she looks at the phone. Facts, facts. And, um, you right, you right. Then she looks at the phone and then she have a conversation with Nate. Um, 
So when Nate called her, he was, yo, I was just calling to check on you. How you feel about Nathan, dog? I like Nathan, dog. I don't dislike him the way I dislike Daniel. Like, it's very clear. I didn't like Daniel. The only thing that Nathan did wrong. Yeah, he just miscommunicated or didn't communicate. Yeah. Like, and like and that that was that one thing. And besides that, like, he been on point. He called to check up on her. Like, yo. Called to congratulate her on the block party. And um, like, I kind of know kind of things yeah. kind of went, you know. Shit went left at the block party last night. I just wanted to call and see how you was doing. Oh, man, you know, I just, I'm just, Issa was just, she's still figuring out what happened. Like, she's still kind of replanting in her mind. But um, Nathan was being genuine, I think. And then Issa said, yo. And Nathan actually apologized. He was like, yo, I didn't mean to, to cause all that trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I thought I was helping you, yeah. dog. Like, and Nathan, if y'all don't remember, like, Nathan was still trying to get out the hole with Issa, dog. Like, yeah, he may have genuinely wanted to help by setting andrew up to put a live nation artist in there but nathan was really just also on the flip side like yo i fuck shit up with you so if you come to me and ask me for a favor i'm gonna make sure that if it's something i could do i do it i'll tell you why i like i, I like nate too yes yeah. because when Nate showed up on Issa's birthday with the flowers yeah, yeah and um molly told him to get on like he left he got on quietly no you know he ain't saying? he ain't text her and say yo i was there but your girl yeah like he was like yeah she was like, no, you're not going to do this to her, blah, blah, blah. And he respected her. He respected that shit. I'm like, that's some mature shit to do. Yeah. Like, and that's the only thing Nate don't really do well is cut hair. And I didn't like the haircut of the nigga that was getting out of his chair in this episode. But other than that, Nate, cool. He just so far, we don't know enough about him to make firm judgments. But more importantly, he just seemed like a misunderstood dude, man, like. The nigga got off to a bad start because he was going through whatever he was going through in his personal life. Was put him behind. He said he been so backed up yeah. now. He forgot his own birthday. He been back. So I did want Issa to ask, like, when was your birthday? <laughs> like, she said, oh, happy birthday to whenever, whenever that was. Issa asked about that man. Like, birthday. you know, like, it's like, you, this man not a stranger to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He not. Like, like y'all y'all was, you know. Y'all had sex. Y'all was intimate. Y'all was kicking it. Y'all, Y'all said that y'all was. Y'all never said y'all yeah, was in love, but y'all was damn near in love. Nigga. But y'all was like, I mean, he hit her with the convo. When do you know? When when do you she know? Like, I, she's like, I know, I know, yeah. I know, so, I know right now. <laughs> he said, "Ask that man birthday." But she also said, "Yo, I want to make sure you feel like I'm not. You don't feel like I was using you by asking you to do that shit with Andrew." Issa, after that conversation with herself in the mirror, and then hearing from Nate. She kind of replaying Molly's shit. Now she on a like a mission. Anybody ever accuse you of some shit that you had to ask yourself? Like, is that like, damn, do I really is do that? that? What, is that what? Is or is that, that really what people think of me? Yeah, is that yeah. what you think? Or is that what people think? Yeah. And then you got to ask yourself because you got to be self-aware. You got to be able to yeah, take yeah. constructive criticism. You have right? to be. So if a nigga say some shit Because here's the thing. You, even if that one ain't what everybody thinks, then you got to pay attention. Okay, well, that is that how I treat her? Like, because even if it's just Molly thinking it, Damn, that's your best friend. You don't want her to feel like that either. So nigga call you selfish. You got to think like, well, when the last time I did this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that set off the whole episode, right? Him telling her, no, nah, man, I don't. He was like, I don't think you use me. I, I asked you if you wanted, if you needed help, and you did. So, hey, there it is. You know nigga. I would do it for you. Yeah, and then now she hit him with the stock reply. I hate when people say, you know, I do the same shit for you. If you need it, I'm never going to need you to get Vince Staples to come to the barbershop at all. So I don't need you to do it, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, 
But <laughs> what if Nate call her like, yo, I need you to come rent a booth for the week. Come uh, cut some hair, nigga. Because what else would Nate need from her? I don't know. But she was trying to let him know that if you need give me, me, give I'm me here. a booth at your next festival shit. Hey, that might so be a thing. If you can come to the festival and get a cut. You be cri- that's the crispiest you can possibly get. The cut on site? On site. Woo! That on site cut is a motherfucker, dog. So that set off the whole episode. Now Issa's in like, I want to make sure nobody sees me as a user. And that's not just my friends. Everybody, I want to give. I want my karma to be right. She trying to get her energy right. You got to put, what, what she say? I got to put out what I'm trying to receive. Put out what you're trying to receive. So she go to the grocery store and that's where it starts. There's a pregnant woman in line. Uh, well, she's not in line. She's walking up to people in line and she's asking them if they could help her with whatever she was buying at the grocery store. Now, the bitch has some pampers in there and like two other items. She had about $130 worth of shit. How? I don't know. How much are I don't know what she was buying. $20, $25. But fam. Not that little faux pack she got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was buying a lot of expensive shit at the store. But she kept walking up to people. Everybody was telling her, no, I can't help. I can't help. And then she goes up to Issa. And Issa's like, hey, man, come here. I got you. Clearly not knowing how much uh, the shit was in her basket. She comes up there. They ring her up. She's about 150 bucks total, including what Issa was buying. Issa's still broke, y'all. She ain't got no money yet. At all. She don't got no money. And I get it. Like, your first successful event probably costs you more than you gonna make. Like, that's just what it is, dog. Expenses is a motherfucker. Sorry. I know you had some sponsors, but that don't mean you made money off it. Right. They may sponsor as in, like, we we not gonna charge you to show up. Yeah. But we're also not paying you, like, booth rent. Yeah. We're not paying you space rent. So... She ain't got no money. Her card declined a couple times. I laughed at old girl. Old girl was like, you know what? This has actually gotten sad. Um, But she was like, the thing I learned from this is perspective. Like, you was really nice. So thank you. And that was really all Issa was looking for. And she was like, all right, well, I'm just buy my wine and get the fuck on. That Carlos Rossi, about a good $12 or something. Quick, quick buck, nigga. Hey, that Carlos Rossi, that gallon, be a motherfucker. That sangria, nigga, you pour some tequila in there and add some fruit. Boy, oh boy, I'm gonna tell you about a night, nigga. So then Issa's driving in the car. She's sitting at a light. She see my nigga George at the bus stop. George, well, he run into the bus stop. The bus rolled past and she missed it. Or he missed it, pardon me. So now she like, damn, here go a chance for me to do another good deed. This one won't be as embarrassing. I won't fucking miss, nigga. Nigga, let you have missed that one, dog. I was finna call you like, no rice, no champagne. You gets nothing. <laughs> I could miss that. Oh, road, shit. So uh, she saw George miss the bus, and then she was like, yo, here's another opportunity for me to do something. So she went up to the nigga, and she said, yo, matter of fact, let's play it, dog. This scene was just wild long. It was funny as shit, but it was long for a short episode. And what? doing crisscross appreciation on this shit i missed the bus and that's something i would never ever ever do again 
All right, George ain't missing the bus no more. So George gets up to the car and Issa's like, yo, you need a ride? And that nigga said, I don't do that boober or them lifts. She was like, well, I, I work for Lyft, but I'm not driving. I'm genuinely just offering you a ride. And nigga like, all right. So we get in the car and they go for a ride. She trying to ask him where. Hey, peep, peep this, fam. What's that? If I say you missed the bus and I pull up on you and ask you for a ride, I'm taking you to the bus. Yeah. I'm I'm pulling up on front the next yeah. bus stop. We're going to the very next stop. Like so I'm, that you can get on the bus. Yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not taking, taking you where you were headed on the bus. I'm gonna make sure that you get on the bus. My good deed is getting you to that bus you missed. Yeah. I saw you miss it. Let me get you to this next stop. Yeah, I don't want to get you there earlier and I don't want to get you there later. Yeah, you're gonna be on that on same bus, bus that's yep. gonna pull up. I'm I'm that's just me. Same one you missed, we're gonna get you to. Yeah. That's just what it is. So <laughs> George had bars as soon as he gets in the fucking car. George was wilding in the car. <laughs> so George was rent. My girl literally said, what? Like, what is he talking? George just started going. Nigga. So you've seen George before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He another. He's one of those actors that he's on everything. George was the gun line boss. Get him to the gun line boss. George is the father on fucking All-American. The grandpa. The granddad. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I've never seen George say nigga. Okay, this motherfucker got in the car was like, you must be a lizard. It's cold. It's cold in here. Can a nigga get some heat? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the funniest part about that scene or the, the heat and air parts was when that nigga said, yo, it's cold in here. Can a nigga get some heat? Soon as, soon as she touched that shit, God that damn. Said, God damn, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's a furnace in here. Split the difference. Dog. And it was like, George, that was <laughs> half a second. <laughs> my nigga. Like, How's this, George? I'm not sure yet. Give me a second. <laughs> Let me feel it. Like, like George was on 10 for nothing, nigga. And he was like, um, man, I tell you, uh, how's your day going? <laughs> you know, what's a lot? That nigga calm down real quick. <laughs> you know, like. it's a lot of crazy people out there. You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> you got to be careful. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> When that nigga screamed, watch out. She said, what? She slammed on the brakes. That nigga said, I'm talking about life. That nigga said, I'm talking about life. Like, drive, damn it. (laughs) Drive, motherfucker. Dog, that nigga George was fooling. Then he seen that nigga Charles. Yo. I miss my uncle Charles. When that nigga saw Charles, dog, this is, I was really cracking up. I think my girl was annoyed. I'm like, Charles about to get in the car, dog. That nigga George said, Hey, Charles, is that you? Nigga, is that you? And Charles wasn't doing shit. That nigga said, oh, nigga, that ain't you. <laughs> then that nigga said, yo, uh, breaking news, beginning Wednesday, any Detroit resident can get tested for free at the state fairgrounds. Oh, um, boy. Call to make an appointment. Um, also, the governor is about to open up uh, the state on a smaller for small gatherings. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. More than 10. Yep. Hey, man, this shit is over, fam. Studio's back open. We out here. Hey, hey, if y'all niggas want to come record y'all podcast, come up to Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. Y'all heard Jenny at the beginning. Bring y'all fucking mask, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, no mask, no ass. Nigga, that's... <laughs> four people tops. No more than four people in here. Oh, my God. Them eight people pods. Sorry. We're <laughs> only two talking. <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing in the past. No, Don't bring no guests with you. It's four people max. Yo, any uh, anybody over four got to wait in the lobby and they got to pay five. Yeah, sorry. What it is. Um, but yeah, man. So they run into Charles. Is it Charles or is it not Charles? George don't know. <laughs> nigga, George like, oh, nigga, that ain't you. Maybe that is you. Man, you ever heard of Black Planet? Man, <laughs> <laughs> you had a Black Planet page? No, nigga, the club. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I get it. I get niggas didn't like this episode. 
I was cracking the fuck up. It, it this was morning when as fuck. I well, I guess it was like I don't know four or five o'clock in the morning when I was watching yeah. this shit. Like, I was cracking the fuck up. Now here's what I will say: the level of randomness. Um, I gotta watch that later. The level of randomness of like George and the characters that she met in the scene totally after. Un- uh, yeah, it's. It's not uncommon on Insecure. It's just never been a full episode of it. It'd be like like Issa Neighbor, uh, the one with the son who randomly pop up yeah. and say shit. She started out just as random as George, nigga. Her son popped up. Oh, y'all in here eating tacos and kissing in the mouth. Oh, we ain't, we ain't mentioned my man from last week who always pop up. Thug Yoda. Uh, Thug Yoda. Oh, man. The, the, Thug Yoda's one of my favorite characters on the show. Like, period, nigga. He up there with Kelly to me. Yeah. Like... That was also funny rewatching season one. That nigga said, "Yeah, I got my daughter with me. We about to go in here and learn her ABBs." But what I what I thought this episode was trying to highlight is mm-hmm. so Issa is replaying everything. Yeah, right? yeah. she replaying everything, trying to find out. Damn it, do I be use some people? She listened to Kelly voicemail. It's way too much shit going on with Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like dealing with that shit right Let's now. Listen to her brother voicemail. You know what I'm saying? Like. And they both talking about Molly. I'm not ready to deal yeah, with that yeah. shit right now. So now, but my, then her brother says something right at the end before she cut his voicemail. Oh, did you invite mom to the block party? Because yeah, yeah, she yeah. said something like two times about it. That became yeah. relevant later. Yeah. So it's like, listen, I can't talk to my best friend. Yeah, um, my brother talking about Molly. Uh, Kelly One of my talking other about close Molly. friends talking about Molly. Yeah, I don't got that many fucking friends. Yeah, now, let me just go. Condola and dump me. As Let a me friend, go do yeah. something. Like, so this is me about trying to be on my own, trying to get my yeah, new shit. She's trying to be let's self-serving. See, let's God. let's see how this works. For and she's trying to see how she survives without other people. Cause here's the here, so getting accused of being a user is gonna end twofold, right? One, you wanna make sure that people don't feel that way about you. But the other part is you want to see if you can get by without asking people for shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's doing today. Yeah, I'm trying to get my karma by being nice to people and going out of my way. But I'm also making sure that I don't need anything from anybody today. Because, damn, can I not go a whole day without asking somebody for shit? Why the fuck you had a sip and paint by yourself? Who goes huh. to that shit without a crew? I'm thinking, like, where does she... In my whole mind, I'm like, where does she meet these people from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how did, how did these people get connected? So she go to the sip and paint alone with the Carlos Rossi gallon. And she pulls up. She walks in there. And she just picked a seat, right? She walked up. She goes, it was a group of three. Kyla Pratt and two other women. Kyla Pratt still look good, by the way. I want to throw that out there. So she walks up and she's like, yo, is anybody sitting here? They're like, nah, girl, go ahead and sit down. She sits down and there she overhears them talking about how the one girl, they all forgot to bring liquor. And so they was like, to one of them, like, damn, girl, you ain't even bring your flask. She was like, no, I left it at home. Like, I ain't think about it. I thought it was, they serve you liquor here. I ain't know it was BYOB. The sip is you bring the sip. You bring your sip. They provide the paint. Yeah. For anybody who never been to a sipping bank. That's how that's how we avoid a liquor license. Yeah, yeah. You bring it on your own, nigga. And now I don't have to pay the state. So she's like, hmm, I have a giant gallon of fucking wine right here. When did she set this up though? She just went. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you just randomly like know about a sipping paint? Yeah. Was this something that you was gonna invite the other girls to? Like, how Probably did just you- some shit like, yo, what else? is there to do during the day on a whatever day this was like because you would imagine the block party was probably a saturday friday or saturday yeah this was a sunday so this was a sunday so what else do i do today nigga maybe you sip and paint i don't fucking know maybe it was something she always wanted to do but never went to and now i don't want to ask my girls i just want to prove i can get along on my own 
So she went, but then she meets three women who, for the most part, seem cool as shit. Uh, Kyla Pratt's character was getting married. So they was just on Bachelorette weekend. They from the uh, DMV area. Mm-hmm. And they was just all PG, cool. PG County. PG County specifically. But the other two bitches was yeah. from Maryland. Uh, or from D.C. She yeah. was from Maryland. Uh, so they was just there. They seemed cool. They had the same like vibrance that Issa's crew normally has. So she was vibing with them. They was all talking. It seemed cool, dog. I didn't really know what this scene was going to turn into. And then after it was over, or they was talking about they the paintings and shit. Oh, girl, cactus look like a dick. But it was Hilarious. all jokes. It was all jokes. And uh, when it was over, they were saying bye. And Issa was like, all right, well, I'm about to go home and paint my hang my dick up. Like, it was fun and jokes and games. And she had the liquor. So they invited her in like, to their little circle. To the bar. And she was about to be like. She almost said, no, nah, I, I got something else I want to do today. But then she saw her reflection in the mirror and she was. So all throughout the day, she, been talking to she her. saw her reflection and her reflection was telling her, go do that. Or, do that. Or nice don't gesture, do that. Or don't do that. So this time it her, told her. Her reflection told her, don't pick up George. Don't help the pregnant bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. T- but go to the bar with these three women you met at Sip and Paint. So they go to this nice bar. And while they were at the Sip and Paint, she had been talking about being from LA and kind of knowing people and knowing shit. So they continued that combo at the bar. So they like, Oh, so you the plug. Like what you do? Yeah. What do you do? So she like, Oh, you know, I put together events and I, you know, community based events where I bring out artists and local vendors. And she's finding out who she is as, as she's talking, as she's speaking. Yeah. And she was like, this and this, so I technically I do this. this, this I'm, a, boom. I'm a community curator, whatever she said. Like, and they were like, "Oh, so you the plug? Like, we should have been hollered at you." So in my mind, I'm thinking like, "Damn, watch one of them be like somebody she can connect with and end yeah, up being yeah. friends with." Because like the to the, expand the block party to the East Coast, the thumbnail had her and old girl in it. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, that's about to be her new friend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, And what I was thinking was, not necessarily that these was finna be the new squad or, or like a new connect, but I was thinking it was gonna be like, she hung out with them for a night and realized Molly and Kelly and Tiffany ain't the only motherfuckers on the planet. Like, yeah. you can get along, you can meet new people and nobody's going to feel a way about you. Because you can still build new relationships. Kelly got a whole another. I'm not Kelly. Tiffany got a Tiffany whole got a whole another set of friends. She worked with Condola. Like yeah. side note, yeah. there was another. We we also another Kelly taking care of Tiffany baby again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real subtle. Yeah, but like yo, where is Tiffany and why is she just so disconnected from this child? Yeah. Is it postpartum or is it a mixture of postpartum? And I know this ain't really Derek baby. So I got a I had a hard time loving someone else's child. Yeah. Acting like it's our child. It's ours, yeah. I would imagine that's kind of hard to do. I would definitely imagine it. Cause I, I know everybody's looking, myself included, for them to maybe discuss or approach the postpartum angle a little bit. But I definitely I'm never going to forget her not being at the movie night with the girls when she told Derek that's where she was at. Hyper uh whatever, like it was Connected with the scene of Derek saying overcompensate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both times. Yo, she can't have no work husband. She had one and I debted that shit. And then it's like Derek a fake the Oh, you debted it, but she wasn't um He talked hmm. he talked hyperimposed. That's the word I was looking for. He talked 
But he he be really. talking a lot of grease. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, you know I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You know what I'm Yo, that's one of the. <laughs> you think what we think about Derek? I actually like Derek's character because yeah. I feel like when he talks, he's always saying some real shit. Yeah, Derek. In his advice, he's a good dude, but I'm like, eh, he come off kind of. You just never know, nigga. And he he like overlight. Uh, fun fact: the actor that plays Derek, his mom was, I believe, a writer on Boys in the Hood. Interesting. With John Singleton, and she was a part of that. So he's had a relationship with John since he was a kid, and then went on to be in uh, season two of Snowfall. So, little fun fact. And killed that little role. It wasn't a big part, but he was a very believable Colombian drug lord in that bitch, because when he made Dog Brother snort that coke, I said, oh, this nigga Derek Wallen, nigga. For 24 hours. For a whole day. I said, yeah, this nigga's bugging, but Man, that was some pure coke if that nigga ain't die. Woo-wee. Anyway, back to the show. So um, during Issa's time at the bar, she thinks that now they kind of gassing her up, right? Say like, oh, you the plug and girl, we should have been called you and da-da-da. Uh, oh, you the L.A. So they like giving her something she's never received from her friend group. Compliments. Compliments. Y'all at least, you see me without... Um, but all the uh, what all the other it's shit. no biases, it's no yeah. filters. It's yo, y'all just see me for what I just told you I am. Period. And, and y'all ain't judging. And what I actually did. Yeah, yeah. Like it's hard for Molly to look at Issa and be like, yo, congratulations, da da da, because you all you got you bias, right? Because yeah, yeah. Of the you know a lot more. But when I tell y'all, yo, I do da 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 da, based on something I just did yesterday. I mean, you know how difficult it is to set up an event like that, fam. Just like Andrew was saying, this shit takes a lot of work, dog. Like no slight to the block party because that you pulled off some major with one more connection, nigga, with Condola and between the two of y'all. And without Condola there, I mean, without without Vince Staples there, this event still was going down. Fam, again, I don't know why Sir wasn't now, just the headliner. Now, but. granted, I'm sure people came up because because of, of Vince head- Staples, yeah, yeah, but. No, you put on a hell of an event in the middle of the fucking uh, area you wanted to put it on in the community of Inglewood, and it went off like again. The hitch wasn't till it was over. So hell of a fucking uh, uh, event, man. And shoot, shout out to Issa for doing it. But this random group of people she just met at the sipping paint is now telling her all the shit she never hears from her crew, dog. Like, yo, girl, they gassing her up. Like, yo, girl, that's dope. Yo, you do what? Vince Staples? And she even said, like, yo, y'all gonna gas me up. They was like, well, vroom, vroom, bitch. Like, we gassing, nigga. I'm a cultural creator. Yeah, like, culture curator or whatever the fuck. And I was just like, damn, they really pumped her head. But, like, it's good to see Issa feel good about what she do, right? So they go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. One of them stood up and was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Issa was like, oh, girl, I go with you. They go together to the bathroom. And while they in there, old girl is saying, like, so where the niggas at? Issa, like, depend on what type of nigga you want. And she starts saying all the types of niggas in all the little areas they be at. Big shrimp. Some shrimp. Yeah, yeah. She was Bubba Gumping her, dog. And uh, while she's talking, they're in the stalls. So while Issa's just Bubba Gumping her way through all the different types of niggas and where they be in the L.A. area, she don't realize... Oh, girl is gone. Took me for a fucking loop. So shout out to French for saying this on the pod page because this was also my thought. I thought the girl fell out drunk and like stopped replying. Like I thought she like fell asleep on the toilet or something. Or French said, did anybody else think oh girl just died? Like 
Cause why ain't she replying? Nigga? When she and then when she opened the thing, she wasn't there. I thought that Issa made this shit up in her brain. Mm. Cause you know she always like had, she had just been imagining friends. She, all she day. always do that shit. That actually would have been a very like. I was like, hmm. Cause that doesn't not make sense to yeah. who Issa's character is. Like she will very much so do. That's yay. That's what I thought was going on. And that would have been interesting. The, then she got to the table. And like what nobody at the table like, damn bitch, you made all this shit up. Yeah, like you made up a whole hangout with friends. And then but then you realize she got holes. So she picked up a piece of paper that was left on the table. It was a bunch of stuff to do for a bachelorette weekend. Thing number three on there said, meet a stranger or befriend, befriend a stranger. Thing number five said, dine and ditch. At the bottom of the paper, it said extra points for combining. So what they did was befriend a stranger and they ditched her. That's bold. They did her dirty, dog. That shit hurtful. They did her dirty. That I literally said, oh, he's That's damn, fucked up dog. because all that reinforcement that you thought you was getting that, yeah. you, that you really, really needed. Yeah. That shit was It fake. went to the wayside real quick. Like in one moment, everything, all the confidence they gave you, literally they snatched it away, dog. You and did, it was like. Did, did, did she die in a ditch herself? Cause she ain't so, $150. so literally right after she reads the paper, the waitress walked up with the bill and said, Hey, you can take care of this whenever you're ready. And then we see Issa in the car speed. speed. So I'm like, did she run? Cause I literally said, we know you didn't have 150 bucks. So I know you didn't buy these drinks for all y'all. nigga. Like we're well aware that you didn't have no money earlier today. Like, but the only reason I thought maybe she did pay for it. Cause when she was at the grocery store and her card declined twice, she said, can I use another card? And that's when old girl was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Like this looks, I, this is sad. Now. I'm taking that motherfucking um, piece of paper up to the waitress. Like, yo, these motherfuckers, this ditch, this is what I had. Yeah. yeah. I'll pay for that. Y'all got to run them tape back and get the other people. Yeah. Cause I don't know the most, but I'm gonna tell you where they from <laughs> DC and PG County. I'm not paying nigga. for that shit. Yeah. I, um, I felt bad for Issa dog. Like I, I just didn't think that that was cool for a second. I thought what was happening was really happening until she started screaming. Yeah. Like so, when she hit her in the head with that shit, I'm thinking like, okay, East, finally standing up for yourself. She had her flashback moment um, where, or not her flash, but her imagination moment where she sped off, saw them walking down the street, got out the car, ran up, took her was little- Was she pregnant? One of them, was Kyla Pratt character pregnant? I couldn't tell. I don't know. One of them had a little belly on him, I felt like, but- she grabbed her uh, sipping paint painting. She ran up and smacked it over the head of the girl who ran out the bathroom. Then it snapped back to real life. That was just Issa imagining. She actually did see them on the corner. She ain't do nothing. I'd have been like, I would have finger or something. Yeah, like I like fuck y'all bitches. Something you can't just let them play you like. So that's the I'm other actually, part of Issa. I'm, I'm actually gonna have to run that fade, especially if I pay for that shit. If, oh y'all, oh gonna yeah, run yeah, this yeah, yeah. And and here's my thing with Issa too, dog. Um, I know a lot of her character flaws, according to uh, Molly and according to Daniel a couple seasons ago, and it, this episode is her being a quote user. But I think probably her biggest character flaw, she doesn't stand up for herself. And what's so funny is yeah. you today, you was trying to prove that you weren't a user and you end up getting used. Bow. Bars on bars on bars, dog. So, like, how does that feel now? Yeah, that you've been used. Yeah, and it's like, yo, back to that normal friend shit that Molly would always do. 
picking up the tab and all that shit. Again, yeah, this wasn't just as simple as picking up the tab, but it kind of makes you think like, yo, when I didn't really have it, when I didn't really, and I got left with picking up a tab for some shit that I wasn't really trying to do. Yeah, take away the circumstances, and mm, maybe this is how Molly be feeling. I don't know, nigga. Side note, your bachelorettes and all them little—that's just some cruel shit to do to somebody. Yeah, no, nah, that was very not cool. Not um, and like, like in general, just to go, hey, let's find somebody and befriend and them, befriend them to that's ditch kinda, them. That's that's just bold. Yeah, that was not cool. Um, I will say this though: prior to that whole ass shit they did, I liked Kyla Pratt on here. I, I feel like from what we've known about other roles she's been in and just her personality or um or at least her personality on other shows and movies, she would fit on this cast. I, I would see her in this. Like I not like a main role or nothing, but like I could see her on an insecure. Why not? Yeah. I feel like she was on one of the fake TV shows. Probably. Doing, doing probably. One of these yeah, I wouldn't like, doubt I, it. I feel, like, I feel like she was on one of these fake shows. Yeah. No, I, I definitely felt like her energy was was that of this show, but Issa got played, um, and then it's like, all right, well, let me go home, dog. I've been out all day. Who do you think she was calling? Oh, I forgot before she went home. Yeah. So here's who I think she was calling. To answer your question quickly, Lawrence. I thought she was calling him. I thought she was calling Nate. Somebody else hit me and was like, yo, you think she was calling Daniel? But look, here's why I thought all three of them could have been a possibility. Because when I read the description, I read description of every show I ever watch. That's just what I do. Pulled the description and that shit said, Issa spends a day with herself, da, 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 da. And then the final sentence was like, she also visits a surprise person uh, and has like a moment or some shit. So I was like, oh, she finna pull up on Lawrence. Second guess might have been Nate's. I never thought Lawrence. I, I thought it was going to be. I didn't think about Lawrence this whole fucking episode. But she went to go see her mom. Like I thought she was talking to to Nate because yeah. earlier in the she day had talked to she him was like, yo, yeah. I'm gonna call you later. Yeah, he literally said, I right, hit me. It made sense and that she would have hit him. And then she, and like after all that fuck shit just happened to you, yeah. feeling down. Let me hit a nigga who I know is down, nigga. Yeah. Like and who like keeps professing his downness. Maybe that's another sign of growth. Yeah. And not using him to get you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know you're gonna take me back. And uh, she also said to him when they were on the phone, um, I didn't want you to think I used you. And she was like, also, my one of my issues with me and Molly getting into it last night, that's not how I wanted me and you to be reintroduced. Yeah, I, I, want, I didn't want to reconnect. I didn't want to reconnect like that. And I was like, all right, maybe. Which she, means she wants to reconnect. She wants to reconnect, just not over a potential fight. Also, real quick, it's just going back earlier in the episode. I just thought it was funny. That reporter from the fucking block party. Nigga. Niggas got together for chicken and cocoa butter. (laughs) And violence. (laughs) Wow. Dog, she is fucking hilarious. And I need her on every episode, dog. Chicken, cocoa butter. And you know who she sounds like? She sounds like the lady off uh looking for latoya yes like she sounds very much like her dog i just want to point that out also want to throw in uh everybody go look at the looking for latoya trailer on youtube please drop that shit it's fucking hilarious i want to see insecure is over the just play looking for latoya dog just play it play the trailer if you're not gonna play so everybody at least sees it nigga because everybody don't even be on the internet like that but shit is fucking hilarious so she called whoever she called um, she checked another voicemail. Shout out to Kelly, dog. Because Kelly was doing what 
your friend should be doing when you have like when they seen you go through some bad shit. She was hitting her up all day long because she was she was doing what you really should do. Yeah, and she said, didn't she say on one of them voicemails she had called Molly too? Like Kelly getting at everybody. Yeah, when there. she like, at, when she talked to Molly. Oh yeah, I talked to Molly. She said she was like, are you if you hitting Molly with the same energy? Yeah, like yes, nigga. Yeah, nigga. All both of y'all are getting it, dog. Like because when me and Tiffany fell out, we almost waited so long that we couldn't come back. Yeah, I don't want that to happen for you. Yeah. Um, Kelly's a real nigga, dog. Um, I know there are a lot of people over the last few episodes who have been like, they have to go deeper into Kelly's character. I want people to understand that Natasha Rothwell, who plays Kelly. What they give her own spinoff? She's a writer and she has a show. I don't think, I don't know if it's on HBO or not, but she has a show that she'll be starring. It won't be as Kelly. It'll be another character, but she has a show coming out. But with her being one of the lead writers, she directs, I think, next week, episode seven, Kelly directed. I think that either seven or nine she directed. I can't remember. But all that to say, if she wanted to be a bigger part of the show, she very well could. I think I would like them to go deeper into certain characters, but I just don't know if that's the angle, dog. Um, We only got 25. Yeah, yeah, we getting 24, 25 minute episodes. They just, I don't know. Easton went to go see her mom, though. And her mom was a little irritated. She didn't invite her to the block party. But I thought it was a great conversation with Issa and uh, her mom. Shout out to Principal Greer, a.k.a. uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson, who still looks phenomenal, by the way. I don't know how old she is in real life, but she looks great. uh, Like, Wendy Raquel is, she one of them black famous people who I'm like, she out here doing well for herself, man. It's good to see her. And she was hitting her with some real shit, dog. Like, told her, nigga, hey, sometimes you got to adjust. I ain't want you or your brother, nigga. Y'all wasn't playing, but we had y'all, and it was the best shit that happened to me. 53. <laughs> 53 years old. Wendy Raquel Robinson. She looks great, dog. Um, but it was just good to see, I guess, Issa and her mom, like, a real part of her life. Not just the friendships and the shit that's kind of flaky. But, no, this is you and your mom. This is real shit. This is something that's always going to be there. And then it made me actually by the end of day convo, I was like, damn, dog, she could have invited her mom. Then I felt bad, like, why she didn't stay over there for Thanksgiving? Like, because her mom is cool, and you could tell even with whatever problems they might have, her mom loves her, and she wants to see her doing well. So I was glad to get that scene. I get, I understand why people weren't fans of the episode. I didn't dislike the episode. I just didn't think it was plot. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was one of them episodes that but we just see, throw in there. But we don't know what the second half of the season going to look like. What? And that's so. Here's it, my. It can't go how the first five went. Yeah. yeah. It, it has to be slower. We pace. knew what we were building up to with the first five. We were building up to the block party. Me and Jay were happy that they gave us the block party in the middle. Now let's get to second half. We don't know what this is going to look like. I hope that after next week's episode with uh, Molly and Andrew that they get back because clearly they're giving us an Issa focus episode. We're going to get a Molly focus episode. Hopefully we get back to the whole crew for the final three eps. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't need the final five to be about each individual. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Issa should have called Molly the next day? Oh, so the whole thing was Issa not wanting to be the first one to call. Like, that convo she had at the beginning in the mirror was, I don't always want to be the one to apologize and stick the olive branch out. So do I think she should have called? She ain't have to. 
I personally don't think either of them should have calmed the fuck down. Both of y'all mad. I might have made a phone call, but it wasn't going to be no peaceful call. Like, what the fuck was up with that shit last at night? At my event. Like, what's happening? I wouldn't have been mad at that. Again, back to my point of sometimes Issa lets niggas kind of run and her over. Kid, I wouldn't even call. I'd probably pull up. Go holler at your girl. She like, could have did that. What's up with that shit yeah. from last night? I don't know that either. So to your question of what I've called, if I was either of them, I wouldn't have called that day. Because yeah. calm down. Because whatever point you want to make, it ain't going to come out. It ain't going to come out right because both of y'all were still angry that next day. I'm going to be angry. You're going to yeah, get yeah, this yeah. anger because yeah, I want to yeah. give you the truth yeah. too because like, nigga, this was my fucking event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you kind of blew that at the end, like, dog. I, like, if you mad, be mad. Yeah. But you were so mad that you had to do it there? Yeah. And that's, it's funny because that was our biggest gripe. Like, I don't deserve that. Last week was, yo, Molly could have made, fam, Issa could have used Molly for 33,000 things. But Molly was wrong for bringing that up at that event. Uh, and that's the bottom line. Like, like, you don't do that at that event. Like, bro. you were so mad that the very second that Andrew told you that, you do, you look over there she and She beelined you, at her, nigga. This a bigger issue than that. Yeah, yeah, Because you know what that was, though? That was also the same way I'm like, yo, Issa be letting people kind of run her over and, and talk to her crazy and all that shit. That was Molly doing similar shit. You held that in. Whatever attitude you had with Issa... You've held that in. And the minute you had a chance to snap, well, you I snapped and that was wrong, dog. To shout out to George, you got to split the difference. Mm. Molly don't don't never hold shit back and 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 Issa don't never stand up for yourself. It got to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Molly is trying to learn with Andrew. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, nah, fam, you you got to split the difference somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, to your point. If I was either of them, I wouldn't have called that next day because as Molly showed us at the event, when you angry, whatever point you have could come off as a moot point because you did it wrong and you said it wrong. So if I was Issa, I wouldn't have called that next day either. But I also don't think she should have been expecting a call from Molly. Like, side note. What's that? I do want to have a conversation about, I had some conversations about last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. And one of our uh, our close friends, it was like, there was shocked that i took that stance mm -hmm. with the whole molly and Issa and yeah. andrew thing and i just want y'all and i saw conversations going yeah. back and forth all right? over the internet right i want y'all to understand this when i watched it just me as yeah. a regular person watching when molly told Issa that she didn't she she wanted to keep those particular things separate yeah and she didn't want to ask andrew I personally, just me as the watcher of a show in real life, did not take that as Issa and Andrew can't ever do business. I took it as she didn't want to be the middleman yeah. just in case something went wrong. It's not her fault per se. If I, me watching the show, took it like that way, how come I don't think that Issa did? Like Issa whole conversation like, you said you didn't want to, so I asked what you call it. Yeah. I thought that was the same way that she presented it. So like I understand yeah. both I understand both sides now. When she was like, "Well, no, that's not what she meant." Cool. Now that we got the understanding, yeah, I, I, shit, I might throw you an apology or whatever. But like, I did not take it. I didn't yeah. understand that was the tense that she was saying it. I was thinking that like you know, me and him, shit, he's about to dump me. I don't want to ask for nothing right yeah. now, and that shit don't work out. And then boom, boom, boom. So like, I thought Issa was doing the right thing. I didn't know he she did yeah. that, but like, yeah. so like. 
I know y'all got your minds made up or whatever, but like, just look at it from that position. Like, if you didn't understand that that's what she was trying to tell you, like, why are you so mad at her? See, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get it that way. Yeah, I didn't take now, it that way. Some we talked about on the episode uh, last week, before all, or I'm sorry, the prior episode, um, where Schoolboy Q dropped out, and Issa called Molly to ask for this favor. Molly got ready to tell her about work and that because Molly thought it was a regular call. Like she thought Issa was calling just to call, like as yeah. her friend. Regular friend shit. And Molly got one sentence out, and then Issa was like, Yeah, no, nah, girl, that's crazy. But look, and went into the favor that she needed. Just like where Issa is sometimes where she needs to step up and talk and like kind of stand up for herself. Molly's moment right there, it's a show. So ultimately, yeah. the the reason this shit don't get said or done is to advance the fucking story. Well, it's not supposed to. Yeah, we don't. It's never gonna be the way it should be, but because it would be not, it wouldn't be a show, and it would also be eleven minutes long rather yeah. than twenty four. So Molly's whole thing, though, at that point would have been to say, "Yo, East, this the shit I be talking about." Like I'm trying to tell you what's going on, because half the reason Issa didn't know Molly meant it would be inappropriate for me to ask Andrew that right now. It's because Issa had no clue where their relationship was. And when I did doing my due diligence, went back the previous three episodes, every episode this season leading up to the block party, it was a very slight mention of Issa not quite knowing where Andrew and Molly stood. And you know where that started at? When it was on a hike. Yep. And after um, Issa correctly said, like, you know, maybe yeah. whatever, whatever. And then when they and was then when okay, Andrew called, yeah, she didn't. She 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 made a conscious effort to keep Issa out of the conversation. Yeah, with yeah. Him. And and I understood it. Hey, Issa was kind of eh. And we talked about it. it was yeah. Like, why don't you give her a heads up? Like, oh yeah, we okay. Cool, yeah, yeah. Cool. Because now I don't know. And yo, yo, real relationship advice: don't be that motherfucker, male or female, <laughs> females. <laughs> don't be that motherfucker that only tells your friend when your relationship is bad and when things are going wrong and when things feel off. You also have to make sure you're highlighting when things are going well, not in a braggadocious way, but in a manner that lets them know we just going through the ebbs and flows of a relationship, dog. Like when it was off and I needed your advice, great. But go to them when you need advice on like, yo, what would you come to me as the male and be like, yo, as a guy, what would you do for, what would you like if your girlfriend did for you? Like, I want to do something special for Andrew. I want to, like, bring up the good shit, too, man. Be there and make sure your friends know. So it was like, because the last time we had a conversation about you and Andrew, you wasn't, wasn't all good. good. Yeah. And then the next time we have a conversation, you was like, yo, should I invite him to Thanksgiving? No, nigga, yeah. pull that back. Like, it makes sense why Issa would give that information or give that give that point of view. Because, like, you didn't tell me that y'all was together. You didn't tell me that y'all was fucking. Now. Yeah, y'all yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, so, but I, I did realize that that every episode, there was a m very small mention of Issa not quite being aware of how serious shit was with Andrew yeah. and Molly. Um, so, all that to say, the two of them not calling that next day, I'm not mad at either. Let shit cool off. Nigga, the shit ended that night. Y'all probably ain't waking up that next yeah. morning like, yo, what the fuck? So, what do you feel, or how do you feel, yeah. When Issa goes to whatever spot she's to going the restaurant, to, yeah, yeah, and she see Molly there. So this, I was kind of disappointed in Issa, not because, because you spent your whole day on some yo. I just want to go out and prove I can do what I want to do, and I don't need anyone to do it. She got high. She after she left her mom's, she went to the crib, smoked a lot, got high, got hungry. 
as high niggas do. Left the fucking crib to go get some, uh, she pulled up on the little African spot, was finna go in there and eat. On her way in, she sees Molly through the window or through the door. And she stops, right? Molly's sitting there texting on the phone, smiling, laughing at what, or just on the gram. You don't know. Molly on her phone. She laughing at her phone, sitting at the bar alone. Issa looks in a reflection of the mirror next to the door and nothing happened. And I did notice that all day long, your reflection been telling you what to do and what not to do. This time she looked and literally the reflection was just a reflection. It was almost like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> make this decision, dog. Because all day, even though you've been trying to prove all day that you don't need anybody to help you, you still needed your subconscious. This time you on your own. I'll be honest, man. Sometimes I, I sometimes I do that same shit. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like talking to this motherfucker. Yeah, man. I'll do that shit later. So here was my thing, though. Now, I wanted her to go in there because so I watched the little wind down, the little after shit or whatever. And they said uh, Issa and Princess Penny was like Issa saw Molly and didn't go in because she was upset that Molly was on her phone, but hadn't hit her all day. She had been anticipating that call or that text all day and never got it. So to see her wasn't a problem, but to see her on the phone looking happy and normal as if, yo, fuck it, it kind of made Issa upset. So that's why she didn't go in. And that's where I was like, damn, dog, but I hate that because it's like, yo, you don't know what the fuck. Issa had been on her phone all day, nigga. Just like when she was talking to um Kelly, she was like, so what? If she don't hit you back, is that's it? Yeah. And it's like, damn, now you bump into her and... You got to escape before she see you because I don't want to talk no more. But guess what? It's perfectly fine to outgrow people. 100%. 1,000%. But again, to the point of their friendship, figure out if this is somebody you're trying to outgrow or somebody you want to grow with. And I think with the two of them, so talking about growth, rewatching them early seasons, I kind of put it together. And I think we've kind of made mention of this before, but I really was able to like settle in on this thought process. Molly always had the career aspirations Issa wanted. Molly met all the career goals she wanted. She was this booming black lawyer moving up in her firms and switching firms and doing all that, getting money. She not that Issa wanted to be a lawyer, but Issa wanted that career certainty that Molly had. Like Issa just didn't know what the career. What am I passionate about? What do I want to do? That I'll do for my for a living. It's like her mom said, you got your hand in a lot of different pots. Yeah. And Issa could never figure it out. But she always not envied Molly, but she always looked at Molly as the example of, damn, that looked like she got her life together. I had a But on the flip though, keep your thought, bro. I don't want you to forget that shit. On the flip side, Issa had the long term relationship that Molly always wanted. Molly whole shit was unstable. She told Andrew after a month, this is the longest I ever even kicked it with a nigga or two months rather. I never even been with a nigga this long before I fuck it up. So that four or five years with Lawrence, even though it wasn't without problems, Molly, even going back to season one, always told Issa shit. They argument on season one. She said, you don't even deserve Lawrence. Nigga, because look at you with this stable nigga who love you, who might not be everything you want right now, but he trying. He trying. So Molly, the thing that Issa had, Molly wanted. The thing Molly had, Issa wanted. Now that we're starting to see the two of them attain the thing that was unattainable, they're not used to who one another is with that. I'm not used to Molly being in a happy relationship. And, and, the, uh, and they kind of like, 
now they're missing the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now Molly's career is it's not on the 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 rocks, but it's not. She's having to rebuild it because she started out fucking it up yeah. at this new firm. And Issa's relationship shit, it's kind of like, I yeah, Nathan seems like he might be a sure thing if you give it another shot. But he started off out the gate with a fuck up. So it's like, damn, can you hedge your bets on that? Do you want to be who you were on season two and but, start dating a bunch of niggas? But Queen fuck up should know. And that's the thing. Yeah, up. niggas fuck up. So it's just like, the two of them are and, looking at one another thinking that... And my fuck up is mental health. Hey. <laughs> Your fuck up is just who you are yeah, as a person. And like, even like Issa not being comfortable with Molly being in the, the relationship now, just like Issa's career... Issa just had this big career moment and she don't got no money. Molly's in this relationship, but she keeps fucking it up because she keeps mollying the shit so it's like they're looking at one another and the perception is oh now they finally got the thing they never so think had think about if your friend yeah has never been in a serious relationship they're always there for you yeah you always come first because there is nobody else yep now that your mate or your best friend is married or in a relationship or children or whatever like yeah, man, you can't be the number one option no more. Yeah, and like, and if you and if you really love your friend, you understand that you can't be the number one option no more. And like, here's why Issa might not be as understanding of that because toward the end of things with Lawrence, Molly had become very much so Issa's number one option again because Lawrence was kind of not in a space that Issa liked, even probably before. Probably, like I'm no best friend coming first. Whatever. Yeah, eh, and that's some husband shit. wife come first. Yo. I know a lot of, I think everybody who's ever been in a relationship, especially men, have been through that, where a homegirl treated her girl a little bit better than she treats you. She there for her, like, I dealt with that plenty of times where it was like, dog, like, I get to test your homegirl, but like, make sure we good. Don't always be talking to her about her problems. Make sure we good too, nigga. Like, yeah, I right, talk to her about her shit, but also be, hold me down enough to be like, all right, well, I got to go, girl, but if something happened, like, hit me back. You know what I'm saying? Like, if some shit shake, cool. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that nigga was a fuck nigga, but I got to get back to my nigga who ain't a fuck nigga before he start acting like one. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's a real combo. The same way that niggas, when they hang with they homeboys and girls be like, oh, your, them niggas is gay. Don't put your mans over your lady. Yeah. You oh, can. if you do that, you gay. If you take a nap, you gay. If you hang with your man, you gay. And if you uh, order dessert, you gay. All the shit is gay. Yeah. So if it's gay for us, it's wrong for y'all. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I do think that they're just not used to who one another is right now. And the biggest problem is neither of them are talking to the other one about who they are right now. Because like we assume that people always have these great interpersonal relationship skills. And yeah. that's, that's not like, you know, Issa not the person that's going to have a, a deep, long, thought out conversation. Yeah. She's nervous. I was surprised she got up in front of the stage and said seven words without, you know what I'm saying, going Fumbling. to herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, Molly may be better to do that because you're a fucking lawyer. Like, yeah. you should be good with words and arguments and shit like that. Excuse me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, everybody's not this great person who can have an open heart com conversation with you because the interpersonal relationship between man and man and man or man and woman, no, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I just think that um, communication 
with friends, especially not relation, uh, romantic relationships, but friend relationships, a lot of it tends to be based on how you started that relationship this and like how it existed for the majority. So, yo, we existed on some simple shit. You was my fun friend. You was my kind of messy friend. You was my kind of broke friend. And like we kind of met each other. I could I felt good because I knew I had my life in order when I was around you because you always gassed me up. I also told you, yo, girl, you got a man. You got to like. So it was like they had a relationship about one thing. And now that those things are kind of inverse and they'll know how to exist. And the other thing that's really important when you have a conversation in between friends is like at the end of the day, because of your friend, they don't want to hurt your feelings. Facts. So even when you be like, yo, tell me the truth. Yeah. They're not telling you the truth because they believe that the truth will hurt will your hurt feelings. you. And you know that's it goes back to what we was talking about earlier with dudes dealing with women and women want the truth and they want to know up front what your intentions are. But then if you tell them now you a fuck nigga, you getting screenshot because look at what this nigga told me. Nigga told me he wanted companionship, somebody who intellectually on the same level with him and sex. Yeah, And it's like, that's the that's three things that I would need in all three. Like Pretty sure that's what all men want. But who don't want that on every level? Yeah. In relationship? Like, that's kind of what a relationship should exist on. But you saw sex and literally wrote it off as a bad thing. And it was like, Companionship, damn. Companionship, intellectual parody, and sexual chemistry. Yeah. What other three things do you, what is there? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. So it's just, you kind of got to, Insecure is like a show about being able to meet your friends in the middle, uh, you got to meet them where things are missing, right? You got to fill in the blanks with your friends on Insecure. Um, but all that to to kind of get to something I wanted to discuss real quick. So that was episode six. We're in the second half officially now. What would you say you're looking forward to or hoping to see in the second half? Um, we got four more episodes. I would like to see uh, Tiffany... And Derek's information flushed out. Yeah, because it's been this is literally the third season that it's been hinted at. Um, I need to see that flushed out. Yeah. You give me too many hits with the postpartum and yeah. shit like that. And I need to find out is either Issa and them gonna come back together or they just disavow they just go their separate ways. Yeah. Um and I I kinda I, I wanna see how the relationship between um Issa and Nate plays out. Yeah. Um, I want to see what they plan on doing with um, Lauren's character. I don't want him to be with Issa, no shit like that. I, I really I don't even hope they it, don't try that. I don't dog. even think that's even realistic because I don't even that doesn't even seem like something. I don't realistic. think so. And I'm hoping that him not going to the block party was like a clue to that. Like, yeah. no, nah, he not going that way again. Uh, I want to see. I I don't I don't care about Condola like that. Like I care, but I don't. I liked her character, dog. Um, like, I'm not about to be like, yo, I need to. I got. I don't. I want to. But like Lawrence needs something. What's what's and Lawrence' story? So here's my thing with Condola, dog. Uh, to to kind of piggyback right off the Lawrence piece of that, I was really liking the Lawrence version we were getting with him and Condola, and I liked the fact that Condola being in the position she was in, wherever her and Tiffany work, it made Lawrence like he was sparked. Right, like the nigga wanted to do more. The nigga was mad that. Yo, my company's downsizing and I'm not included in that, but I'm mad because now I won't be able to get promoted. Like I'm trying to move up in this company. Nigga. I ain't just trying to exist and have a good job and woo, I'm thankful. I'm really trying to get to the back. 
I liked that about Lawrence, dog, because that was his energy with Condola. She inspired that nigga to want to maybe be a little bit bigger and think a little further along than he did. Um, so I wouldn't mind if nothing else getting because I feel like I ain't get no closure from their relationship. Like just saying like, oh, yeah, me and Lawrence broke up. That was like I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. That just felt cheap considering how they had built it. Over them first four episodes, dog. Like we ain't see that much in real life. We seen no, them niggas no, no, a couple. But of it's only because they moved it along a month at a time, nigga. Yeah. So yeah, we ain't see a lot. But it was like, yo, for his character, mm, this the first time and the longest time we've seen this nigga in a successful relationship. We ain't see him with Issa that long. We know they were together for a while, but we ain't see all of that. We ain't see him with Bank Bay that long. We ain't seen a nigga in a relationship, man. Because him and they wasn't together. We seen him fuck a bunch of bitches, right? Yeah. And we seen him yeah. dating Condola, but they clearly wasn't together. Like, And then even that, though, I just feel like uh, they played that so weird. Like that that story just turned sharply left from what because it was like, were they together? Real life. I don't think so. But I'm like, <laughs> it's real life. Dog, that motherfucker was loving that nigga. And then out of so, nowhere, oh, uh, prior to yeah, you said this the longest you've been with, with uh, with Shorty, Molly and right? Andrew. Oh, yeah, yeah, me straight like, up, nigga. Yeah. So before this, all your shit probably be looking good, and then immediately it's just not good, man, man. Like, that's really real life, man, man. So I would like to see, uh, like you said, where they take Lawrence's character, if it brings Condola back, even if it's just for like not them getting back together, but like him saying, yo, that fucked me up, or. Him saying like her coming back and saying like yo I liked you and I fucked that up and him being like nah you really taught me what I really want out of life I don't fucking know but I want to see where they take him because right now we've only seen two things out of Lawrence I do think she fucked it up oh she one hundred percent fucked it up like that Thanksgiving shit was just like whack that whole way of handling that was just whack it was like you really fuck whether he came or not you really wasn't gonna invite that nigga to a friendsgiving dog like friendsgiving not my not family. my family nigga. i don't even know these niggas like that. the fact that he started out that episode or that conversation by saying yo i know your family doesn't live here so if you want to hang with me here's what i'm doing today blah 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 that lets you know kind of how casually he was a fam this is me as a friend telling you but that's you how ain't got I, no people here. That's how I know that she wasn't looking at that nigga on some serious shit. Cause nigga, you can't even be around my friends. But prior to that, that's she wild. never gave that off. Even so, when I went back to go see that whole her and uh, schoolboy Q notion that niggas had online, the following scene after she talked to Issa about getting her a headliner was her and Lawrence's first date. And soon as he walked in, he was like, "Some like you know, sorry about being a couple minutes late. Traffic was crazy." She was like, "Oh, I thought I scared you off after I told you that I uh, had been divorced." Yeah, and it was like, nigga, nothing about her up until Thanksgiving ever indicated that she wouldn't look for nothing serious, nigga. And again, she was divorced a year and a half. That shit wasn't a week ago, nigga. But whatever, so, a marriage is a marriage, so you know, whatever, nigga. But um, I do want to see uh, to your point if. Issa and Molly reconnect. I feel like, not that they have to. I'd be cool if they don't, be honest. But I would be curious how the show exists if they don't. Um, Because we know they're coming back for five, so. Like, I would like to see, because because they're not friends, they, they're in a group of friends. How so does the gonna, friend group work? They're going to be yeah. forced to interact yeah, with each other. Same way Issa and Lawrence going to bump into each other from time to time. Because, yo, I'm still friends with Derek, who's married to Tiffany. So, so like, I'd rather them, like, piece up. It'd be cordial. Maybe like, I don't, it's not like, yo, I don't fuck with you no more, but like, we not BFFs like that. Yeah. No yeah. Happens. Yeah, it definitely does, man. And then uh, the final thing, I just want to see in general, 
outside of the the main three, the Isamali Lawrence, do they spend any additional real time with the other characters on there, man? Like, I think it's too late in the game. I, I think it is because now, and so that's kind of why to the point of people not liking this episode and uh, a lot of folks not anticipating the Molly focus episode. It's like, damn, if y'all was going to do like a, a character focus, folks know some characters who we don't know um, and who we don't know much about and who are interesting to us. Nigga, like, but like, I mean, it's too late in the, in the series, in the series for that. Cause like one, I don't want to watch this shit for another three years yeah. not because I don't think it's going to be good, but like I kind of already know how this shit, I already know how that shit is. Like, Scandal, yeah. Scandal should have ended two years before it ended. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to end on a low note. Yeah, I don't yeah, want facts. it to be another power. How we were shitting on power for the last two seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go out on mind. top. So, yo, I'm not going to lie. I had a power flash with this one single character-focused episode. Not that this was anywhere near as bad as them final five were, or most of them at least, but it did take me to that point of, damn, we finally get our long season that we wanted. Not eight episodes, we getting ten, and then y'all got two episodes focused around one central character and not the whole story that we've been getting. Ultimately, I feel like this is one of them episodes, or these are two of them episodes, like this, this one was, and the Molly one, that every was, show has. Dog. This was fire to me because it was sitting around Issa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Issa's show. Yeah, yeah. Now, next week, I don't know that I want to just see Molly because it's not Molly's show. This is Issa's show. So what I'm hoping with the Molly episode, clearly something's going to be fucked up on the trip. We don't know what or how, but it's going to be fucked up. But I'm hoping that whatever happens between them, because where I also feel like this Issa episode ended with her not going in the restaurant and talking to Molly, it still didn't give us nothing about, because clearly their relationship is a part of this season's plot. Like, it's the main thing. So I'm hoping whatever happens with Molly and Andrew gives her some realization that she either needs to let that friendship go with Issa, admit that she's outgrown it, or step up and be like, yo, I shouldn't have done that at your event. I should have been talked to you about how I felt about our friendship, and I was wrong for the way I approached that. Hopefully she learned something. We're going to see, man. But, like, when you're friends and you know people, you kind of play conversations out in your mind. Like, I don't, I don't talk to you because I already know how you're going to feel about this, and yeah. I know how I'm going to feel about this. So the, the conversation was avoided because we know how this shit go- You and, think you know how this shit going to be. But look, though, it wasn't avoided. Well, it wasn't avoided by Molly. Issa avoided that combo. Both of them did. Molly was trying. Molly begged her to come over Thanksgiving, dog. Begged? Nigga. Come, begged. Come on, in the grocery store? Yo, Issa, you not coming over for Thanksgiving or not? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come to the pie. And then she hit her up all day, bro. That ain't begging, but it's hitting you up all day. She did not hit her up all day. Fam, she hit her up four times on that episode. No, dog. Listen. And, and all Issa <laughs> said was, no, Issa, yeah, no, I ain't coming, fam. Issa text her. And was like, when she found, when got to the family crib and held the shit, like, yo, I'm gonna be a little bit late. Yeah. And then Molly was like, do you? Yeah, because fuck Molly, Because Molly responded after she got into it with her family. So she responded to it atti- with an attitude. So she, it wasn't a, yo, yo, Issa, are you still coming? She was like, Issa reached out, like, yo, uh, I'm gonna be a little bit late, blah, blah, blah. Do you? But what does do you mean? That do you is also, yo, you coming late. Clearly, this shit ain't as important to you as it is, it's or it was right. in the grocery store. 
It ain't the pie. It's the convo. They ain't give a fuck about that pie. I'm telling you, I'm just giving you the heads up on being a little bit late. I bet. But then, do you? Hey, girl. Like, like that's hey, not, girl, I ain't coming. Wait a minute. That's a that's a different, like, do you? Do you is a response to, yo, hey, you lax, so am I, nigga. How, I, what they both I, lax. Yo, no, girl, man. I'm going to be over there a few hours later. That's not, that's a very specific. Hey, do you? Do you? No. But that shit at the end of the night, because her brother gassed her up with that terrible meme advice. Girl, you ain't got to do nothing. Nobody say you want to do. Fam, it's a certain level that. And no, you know good and damn well what do you stand me. Like, come on, yeah, man. A yeah. nigga text you, do you. You be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, but, if your girl text you, do you. Like, <laughs> romantic shit is some whole other shit, though. Like, no, my girl text me, do you. She gonna get did. <laughs> uh, like but a no, motherfucker no. cut. Do you like that's a that's a different. But Issa, dog, Issa not, blew that not, that combo off. It's though. not it's not matching energy, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be like, yo, cause like you, we saw what happened, right? Like, yeah. oh shit, nigga, let me go. Oh boy, let me shoot this match. Like, yo, I'm but she a little bit late. The same way Molly ain't say, yo, my family over here tripping. My bad about my tone on the do you. Issa didn't say, yo. My mom and them shit was wild. We going to we flipping plans and going to get Mexican now. It got crazy over there. Like both of them was just kind of like, man, that's, eh, that's different. Eh, it wasn't, dog. It is. When it I wasn't. say like, yo, I'm gonna be over there. I'm just gonna be a little bit late. Um, blah blah blah. It's different from somebody just saying, "Do you?" Yeah. That's a uh, that that's a clear difference, though. Or not? Hold up. Was the do you then, or was the do you when she told her she wasn't coming? I think the do you might have been when I she thought, told her she wasn't coming. I can't remember. I ain't gonna lie. I think when she told her she wasn't coming, she just I don't even know that she responded. I think she. I really I don't remember. I remember yeah. her looking at because she had just kind of mended with her dad by giving him some pie, and then I don't remember if that was the, the do you or not. I'm yeah. actually confused on that. Somebody let us know. Yeah, because I yeah. think the when she finally said she wasn't coming, I think yeah. she just looked at the phone and put it down. Yeah, I could Which be wrong. Though. Also, could have been a reaction, nigga. Like, yo, you know what? Fuck it. But all that to say. Again, yeah, they avoided the combo. Yeah, Issa was the one kind of mainly avoiding it. But on the flip, if they had had it, then we wouldn't have a show. So all that to say, what I need y'all to do is stop yelling at me and Jay about different shit. <laughs> stop hitting us with y'all long-ass narrative. Yo, if y'all want to write these comments, you do not have to DM us. I post a thread every Sunday. Write it. Yo, like literally go in there and write. And I promise I got a whole group of friends who will debate with you all day and have these back and forth with you. Stop personally sending me texts. And be I literally had somebody hit me, uh, one of our close friends, who said, I don't be one to write in the group. But I was like, I don't be one to read this shit on my text, <laughs> nigga. Like, I'm just gonna screenshot this and drop it in the group. And that's it, dog. Like, hit me, hit the group up, man. They want it. That's what it's there for. So, so, uh, this week in culture pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail you can send a voice note. 100%. I'll drop that shit on the pod. Yo, as soon as, soon as the season finale is over with, we might drop, uh, well, I'm going to drop, depending on how many you niggas send some shit in. <laughs> uh, I'm putting all the bitches out and we'll, we'll answer them. We will 100% discuss That'd everything y'all want a voice note. Um, yo, real quick before we get out of here, man, we know we running up on, uh, on three. We had a hundred next week, dog. Man. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I kind of feel a way about again this episode being the solo East and next week being the solo Molly. I feel like we deserved a better, like we deserved the block party episode for a hundred, dog. Like, I mean, we can do a throwback review for a hundred. We can give them that above the rim, or we could just come in here and just I, you know what I'm saying, like we do whatever the fuck. A hundred don't gotta be next Tuesday or a like, hundred. 
You know, what next I'm saying? Tuesday could very well end up being one hundred and one. Fact. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can y'all can catch another pod on Friday, nigga, and not know about it. But we'll figure out what we gonna do for the hundo. But we got a hundo coming up, man. We got to do something. Clearly, this COVID ain't letting us be great to to interact with y'all the way that we would have liked to for a hundred. We probably was gonna do a movie screening for a hundred. We never know. Like, yeah, yeah like some shit really could have went down for a hundred. Because like this is May. And yep. May is Urban Podcast Month. If, yep. you, if you didn't know, uh, there was definitely going to be, you know what was going to be crazy? What's uh, up? Yesterday and or a week and a, a week from now was going to be the Urban Podcast Month event. Yeah, yeah. So 100 would have fucked around a bit. Would have lined up show. with the event. Yeah. 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 We, we had kind of mentioned that way back when before we could really week to week it. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just. We got to move with the times, dog. Like, shit ain't really what we planned, but who could have predicted any of this? So we'll figure out how we going to hit y'all with 100, what that looked like. In the meantime, man, y'all already know, hit us up on thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Hit us on Facebook and Instagram at thisweekinculture. Hit us on the uh, Twitter at thisweekinculture. That's week, W-K, in culture. And uh, just let us know what y'all got going on, dog. Let us know y'all thoughts about the episode. Let us know how y'all felt about the pod. Send your Blackberry letters into the Gmail, man. In the meantime, I'm at, that's Jay Johnson, This Week in Culture, episode 99. We out.